It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, March 8th, 2019. Semi-final Friday for the girls' state basketball tournament and the boys' state tournament brackets are set. What a wonderful evening this is. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and our resident referee, Bo Anderson, is in studio with us tonight. Also joining us from the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. Hold on. I did it wrong again. It's the Charleston Coliseum Coliseum. and Convention Center. Regardless of what the floor says, apparently, Joe Linville. Joe, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hey, guys. Good evening, and welcome from the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. And uh, the AA girls game just finished up. Number one seed, Fairmont Senior will advance with the, as they knocked off Frankfurt 61-38. So our double-A field is set and getting ready to come up is Greenbrier West and the University Hawks will be the final game in the semifinal Friday. And we'll know uh, the full field uh, rundown here within about an hour and a half. And, and Joe, you just had a game that, that obviously just went final. It was Fairmont Senior advancing back to the double-A state tournament championship game. They'll take on Wyoming East. We'll talk more about the Warriors in just a moment and their route to get there. But this was a ball game tonight against um, a Frankfurt team that had played very, very well down the stretch. And sometimes you get to Charleston and occasionally uh, those magical runs end up a little bit short. Yeah, Frankfurt uh, came out early and hung with them early in that first quarter, but then uh, Fairmont Senior went on to lead at 26-15 at the end of one. Then it was kind of stale. Second quarter was kind of really scrappy. uh, Both teams only scored six, but then what really put the nail in the head, uh, Fairmont Senior outscored Frankfurt 17-2 in the third quarter. So that, uh, like I said, final score, uh, Fairmont Senior 61, Frankfurt 38. And so the game you've got coming up, Greenbrier East and University in the AAA semifinal. But before we even talk about that as well, let's back up a little bit. Uh, The class single-A final is set. It will be St. Joe against Parkersburg Catholic, number one versus number two. In class AA, the championship game is set. It will be Fairmont Senior versus Wyoming East, number one versus number two. Number one, Parkersburg is into the AAA state championship game. And now you've got the 2-3 matchup between Greenbrier East and University. Joe, we're looking at chalk across the board this year. <laughs> i tell you what, it has been a wild tournament. I, and, and, you know, a lot of the fans have, have really been talking about how these officials have been letting these young ladies play. You know, it's not, you know, it, they're letting them grind uh, on the floor. So it, it's, you know, there's been some, you know, beat up girls at the end of some of these games uh, this week. Joe, I see our first guest is about ready behind you. We'll let you go for just a minute and get uh, Coach Andy, Angie Bonsini of the Wyoming East Warriors set. We'll, we'll handle things here for just a moment. We'll get back to you here in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Bo, he's taking shots at the officials already. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> now, it's in a good way, though, and, and he's letting the players decide it on the court. You know, not any, uh, I guess, any question about you know, should you call that? Should you know? Should you swallow the whistle? They're letting them play, letting them decide it on the court. You know, if anything untoward needs to be called, you call it. But uh, other than that, let 
the ladies decided. Well, I, you know, I know that, uh, you know, from the standpoint of officiating again, and I always say this is the fact that you usually get the officiated game the way the game's played. So, you know, if they play good, play through things, we're good. If they're knocking people down and uh, advantage, disadvantage, uh, that's, that's probably the best two words to look at when it comes to that style of play. Let's real quick, since I mean, it's abbreviated, we'll set the boys' state tournament field in just a moment, but the girls' state tournament, again, they're in semifinal Friday. They're in the midst of, of where they aim to go this season. Let's get a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Go to BasketballNight.com. Obviously, limited schedule. Only six games in all of West Virginia tonight, so this won't take very long. Single A, girls semifinals. It was Parkersburg Catholic defeating Trinity Christian 51-39. Also, St. Joe avenges last year's loss in the single A state championship game. They defeat Wheeling Central in the semifinals this morning, 75-47. So it will be number one St. Joe, number two Parkersburg Catholic tomorrow for the championship. Class AA, Wyoming East defeats Wayne, 54-29. Warriors extend what was a five-point third-quarter lead and push it out to a 25-point victory. That was this morning. Also in the AA game that just wrapped up, Fairmont Senior defeats Frankfurt, 61-38. So number one, Fairmont Senior, number two, Wyoming East in the championship game. Triple-A semifinals from earlier this evening. Number one, Parkersburg defeats number five, South Charleston, 66-50. to So it will be Parkersburg taking on the winner of the nightcap, which is just about to get underway between Greenbrier East and University. That is a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism, BasketballLight.com scoreboard. Now let's go back to the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum and Convention Center. Well, I'm, I just named it something completely different. I do that every time. But Angie Bonsini is the head coach of Wyoming East. The Warriors back into the AA state title game for the third time in four years, picking up a 54-29 win over Wayne this morning. Coach Bonsini, first off, congratulations. Thank you. Your ball club, uh, boy, what a slow start that was. And I think a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, the offense was rough. But I thought both defenses were really good this morning. It was just 4-2 to after one quarter your team had the lead. Uh, really kind of scrapped around with a team that likes to play ugly and, and played it a little bit better than they did this morning. Yes, I think offensively, first half, both teams struggled a bit, and uh, luckily we were able to get on track a little bit better in the second half. You start four seniors. These girls have been there. You're back to the AA state title game after falling there a year ago, winning it three years ago, uh, had a rash of injuries the last two years, though. How is your team health-wise and has that experience at this uh, stage in the game. Do you think that will play a big part uh, in tomorrow's game? You know, we're pretty healthy. we got some, you know, nits, nits and scrapes, but we're doing pretty good. Uh, I hope so. I hope the experience will come into, uh, into play tomorrow. You know, we have experienced bunch of backcourt and our forwards, so hopefully that will help us out in uh, clutch situations. Emily Saunders named the Gatorade Player of the Year for West Virginia earlier today. I know that was a little bit of a surprise to her. I read about that earlier this morning. Uh, just tell me a little bit about keeping away distractions this time of year. That's a great honor, but I know she's got some unfinished business she wants to take care of first. And, you know, I think she realizes that. In fact, she addressed it in our uh, press conference after the game. You know, we're here to play uh, tomorrow and win a championship. She's, you know, more uh, of a team player than an individual accolades. 
14 points from Katie Daniels. So in two state tournament games, your leading scorers have been Katie Daniels and Brooke Russell. Those are not any of your top three leading scorers for the season. The uh, players who sometimes get overlooked a little bit behind Jazz Blankenship, outstanding scorer. Emily Saunders, good all-around player, University of Tennessee Commit State Player of the Year. And then uh, Skylar Davidson, outstanding sophomore point guard. It's the quote-unquote, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm going to do the same way, the quote-unquote other two that are kind of leading your, your team offensively right now. You know, and they've, they've done it for us all year when, you know, other teams have focused on the, uh, the three other players, uh, either Katie or Brooke have either, you know, played defensively or stepped it up offensively for us, and they've both had a great state tournament thus far. They absolutely have, and now your team back to the state championship game against Fairmont Senior. You lost in the title game last year to North Marion, which is in that same section as Fairmont Senior, so it's a different team, but it's from the same area. Uh, just tell me a little bit about uh, that game. Is there a revenge factor? Not necessarily a revenge because it's against a different team, but wanting to play better than what your team did a year ago on this stage in, on Championship Saturday. You know, I think we just feel blessed to be back to get the opportunity again to play for a state championship. You know, we have a lot of respect for Fairmont, as we did North Marion last year. And I, we know they're a top-notch team, and we'll have to, you know, rebound and play defense well to, uh, to bring the championship back to the southern part of the state. Wyoming East and Fairmont Senior tomorrow afternoon in the Class AA title game. Angie Bonzini, coach of the Wyoming East Warriors, thanks so much for joining us. Once again, congratulations on your win today, and best of luck tomorrow morning. Thanks a bunch, and thank you guys for having me back on. Hey, thanks so much. That's Angie Bonsini of the Wyoming East Warriors. And, uh, Bill, a uh, lot to digest there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they really put down the pedal to the metal in the second half. And I don't know what magic words that Angie said, but uh, they really turned up the, uh, the pressure on the Pioneers, and it was really tough for Wayne to respond. Uh, a couple of uh, – you look at the stat sheet, a couple of uh, performances. Really impressed with Skylar Davidson, their guard – she had, uh, I mean, she was a stat filler today. Only thing that she didn't record a, a stat in was blocks, but she had seven assists. She had five rebounds. Now, that's pretty good for a guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, you talk about performances for them. Uh, she was a real standout. She played all but one minute, too. So it's not like she was getting a little, uh, little rest time and she wasn't off the court. So she did a, a great job. Hopefully she'll have enough uh <laughs> energy tomorrow when they have to take on the polar bears and she was one of those players who a year ago was injured early in the year and um i mean again for two years while he's had just unworldly bad luck when it comes to to injuries and uh getting them back is good i actually met skylar's dad in uh in charleston uh both thursday and then talked to him again today um big fans of the program we thank them for watching but they've had uh great talent uh, some great records over the years, and you're right. Luck has just not been on their side. But uh, things are in place here. They're going to have a big challenge against Fairmont tomorrow, but maybe the stars have aligned for Wyoming East. Here might be your most impressive triple-single stat line that okay. you'll come across. Now, Emily Saunders from the field struggled. She was 4 of 16 from the floor tonight, or, or, or this morning, I should say. But as, a, as for the game, Nine points, eight rebounds, seven blocks. That's a that, that, that's, that's still having a major impact on the game through a poor shooting day. That's getting it down down in the post, getting it done down low. That's good work. And she is a state player of the year, and she will be uh, going to the University of Tennessee on a on a full scholarship. And uh, again, Wyoming East getting to 
Championship Saturday tomorrow to take on Fairmont Senior. After I, what I watched in the SEC tournament today, the Lady Vols can use her. Because <laughs> they were blasted by Mississippi State. These are not your parents, Lady Vols, no. right now. And, and before we, we get into the boys' state tournament matchups, and, and we'll, we'll continue to check in with Joe Linville throughout the course of, of this show, Bill, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. As, as I told some folks at the Marshall game the other night, it's good to be vertical again. And uh, had about uh, three nights in Capitol Huntington Hospital, had some issues, some uh, sugar issues and some other issues, and uh, I am in much better. Have I had a good week this week, let's put it that way. And, and what, what I like about Bill is as soon as he got up right, he's right back to <laughs> going on, being on the go. Not only that, I was, uh, I was very happy, to, and I promised uh, Coach Corey Maynard this at Spring Valley. I said, if I'm upright, I will be there to do PA for the Region 4 co-championship against Parkersburg South on Tuesday by golly, I was there, and I did it. <laughs> hey, and, 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 and that is so good. And, Bill, there were a lot of thoughts and prayers that went up for you from, oh, I, um, I appreciate from all across uh, Believe me, I was people thinking you about, know people you don't. You know, I was just up the street from you the other day, but, but uh, believe me, I, I was thinking about you as the show was going on. Well, why and, didn't you call? And I was checking in. Well, <laughs> it, it was getting close to bedtime. <laughs> or they may have been checking my vitals. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, like I said, we're, we're very, very happy to have you it, back, Bill. If, if, if you've not been in the hospital, it is no fun trying to get some sleep. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, they come in and say, we're coming to check your vitals. <laughs> but, uh, but Well, yeah. I was fine. I was asleep, right? But, exactly. Yeah. But uh, thanks for the good thoughts, and I am feeling much, much better. And, yes, I just jumped right back into it. Hey, that's, that's what we like. We're going to step aside, take our first break. When we come back, we'll set the boys' state tournament field. We'll also check back in with Joe Limville as this unfolds the nightcap of semifinal Friday in the girls' state tournament. Greenbrier East and University getting set to get on the way a late night for the governor and his ball club. Should be a great game, though. All that and much more when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues after break one here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, and broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall Sports Journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to another edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Many places that you can listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page for this station nearest you. 
You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com. Just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live. Search for us, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And we're on Periscope. Find us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. Shout out to CMC. Lucas, Jared Young, Tammy, Eric Gaynor joining us here on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. Welcome to the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Hello, I'm Marshall University Provost Jaime Taylor. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This program is produced on the campus of Marshall University as a celebration of high school basketball in the great state of West Virginia. I'm with journalism and mass communication professor Bernice Morse, who's a director of the Carter G. Woodson Lyceum, and we are offering an exciting opportunity for high school students. Indeed, Provost Taylor, Marshall University is again offering its annual high school journalism workshop. The workshop is a cooperative endeavor between the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum and the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications. This year, the high school workshop will take place June 24th through 27th, and this summer will mark the 10th consecutive year that the high school workshop has been offered on the Marshall University campus. What are the qualifications necessary for a high school student to be chosen? We're seeking students with at least B average grades. We also seek applications from students who will be in positions to improve their high school publications as well as electronic media. And we use the workshop program to support incoming first year student journalists who want to jumpstart their first semester at Marshall. Will there be a cost associated with the high school workshop for the high school students selected? Applicants will find the instructions for the application and the required supporting documentation at the Marshall University Woodson Lyceum's website, marshall.edu slash Woodson Lyceum. The deadline for applications to be postmarked is May 4th, 2019. All questions should be addressed to me, Bernice Morris at morrisb at marshall.edu. Thank you, Professor Morris. Please enjoy the next hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9-19 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. All across the Fast Break Sports Network, Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, resident referee Bo Anderson. We'll let him talk in a couple moments. <laughs> I, I have some questions for Bo. And, and Bo, what you'll appreciate is this has nothing to do with the state tournament. One, the, the one that's come to mind for me. Oh, well, I saw I... something that I think it was handled correctly, but... Nonetheless, I just want to. Well, I'll, we'll we'll save that. We'll talk about. I'm putting him on hold. He's sitting right here. But, uh, we'll talk with him about that in just a moment. Joe Linville is at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. You know, guys. You know what it says on the floor? Charleston Civic Center. You know what it says on the basketball support on the basket support? Charleston Civic Center. Yeah. 
on the signage inside. They call it the Charleston Coliseum. So note to John Robertson, the manager of the facility, let's update the signage. Let's update the paint job on the court. Well, do you have to change the signage on the interstate where it says Civic Center here? Uh, do you have to change the name of the Holiday Inn Express <laughs> Civic Center? It, it, it depends on if you're talking a specific name or just a, a description. Who puts the bill it's for a that? Civic Center. I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. It's just, I'm sorry, guys. That's not a big deal, but it kind of is. It cracks me up. It's the Charleston Civic Center. I don't care how much paint you slap on it. And granted, they've built a whole lot to the convention center side. It's the Charleston Civic Center. That's the history of it. It replaced the old Charleston Civic Center. Just go with it, guys. Anyway, uh, I, I want to set the Boys State Tournament field before we go back to the phones. Uh, let's, let's do this uh, just single A right now. And uh, you know, some, some really good regional games in class single A. And as it pans out, number one seed is Webster County. The Highlanders were able to pick up the win back uh, – it was yesterday. It was last night. Uh, they were able to defeat Greater Beckley Christian, and that final was 65-57. Webster County remains undefeated. They are number one. They will take on number eight, St. Mary's, the Blue Devils. St. Mary's, 16-8. and eight. On the season as the eight seed, that game will be played at 5:30 on Wednesday evening in Charleston. And St. Mary's got there with an 84-55 win over Cameron, a game that was about a 10-point game at halftime, and the Blue Devils pulled away in the second half. Someone who was at that game told me about told me that's what happened. <laughs> I'm not going to mention both. Uh, no. n- number two seed is Wheeling Central, the Maroon Knights. Back to the state tournament as they get there by way of an 88-58 win over Tyler Consolidated. Again, they are the two seed. They will take on the seven seed, Williamstown Yellow Jackets, 19-6 and six and the seven seed. That tells you that there's good depth in that single-A field this yep. year. And Williamstown got there with a road win, 64-59, one of just two road teams to win in the single-A regional round. Williamstown beat Tulsa 64-59 in a great game at Rebel Arena uh, last night. So that will be Williams Central and Williamstown. It sounds like a football game from the past <laughs> uh, you know, 15 or so years. Yep. And uh, they'll play number two, Williams Central, number seven, Williamstown, as 1 o'clock on Wednesday. The number three seed is Notre Dame at 21 and 4. The Irish get to the state tournament by way of a 71-52 win at Tucker County, so they were able to go on the road and get the win. 21-4, and Notre Dame. The number three seed will take on the six seed, Parkersburg Catholic. The Crusaders are 17-7. and Parkersburg Catholic got there by way of a 59-53 win over Tug Valley in the regional round. So that is going to be number three, Notre Dame, number six, Parkersburg Catholic. That game will be the opening game of the state tournament Wednesday morning at 9.30. The number four seed is Greenbrier West. In Charleston for the first time since 1992. The Cavaliers 21-4 and on the season. They beat Charleston Catholic 60-53 in the regional round. They will take on the five-seed Trinity. The Warriors 20-5 and on the season. They get to Charleston by way of a 51-34 win over Pendleton County. So it will be number four Greenbrier West and number five Trinity in the nightcap Wednesday night at 9 p.m. 
Let's go back to the phone lines, and we'll get to Marty Vierheller uh, in just a moment, the head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Girls. So I want to talk with Craig Dutton of WXCR in New Martinsville. He had the Wheeling Central Tyler Consolidated Boys Regional Game. Craig, first off, we missed you last week, and second, big win for Wheeling Central. <laughs> It was very big win. I, got, I finally got to see Central Catholic, and there's been the talk about them all season is understated. They were led in scoring by the a freshman and the son of one. What I talked to Jerry Amos from WKKX, he said it was the son of probably one of the top two players in Wheeling Central history. Well, the player is Ryan Respeck. His father, I guess, is a renowned name in Central Catholic uh, basketball history. He had 20 points as a freshman. He is over 40% beyond the three-point line, and he was, as described for the Central Catholic uh, Maroon Knight team, they just have their nine, ten player deep, and Tyler consolidated with all their athletes. And it was funny; a lot of records were broken last night. You know, in season and career uh, records were broken last night by two Tyler consolidated nights, uh, and actually. One more over in the sectional final loss versus St. Mary's the Friday previously. But Central Catholic is, as described, they focused a lot of their attention driving to the basket. And any time that they had an opportunity uh, to try to drive to the basket, and that either opened it up for a guy like Clayton Abbott, a junior who's at six foot four. He had an impressive night. He only had 12 points, but felt like he had even more in the post. He had probably a double-double in terms of rebounds, and he out-rebounded Tyler West to Tyler Consolidated, even though West has the rebounding uh, record in a season uh, for Tyler Consolidated. He broke all those records for offensive and defensive boards versus St. Mary's in that 76-50 to loss last week. And Wheeling Central, I think, in that run of winning all those games, I think they found themselves they're going to be a much tougher team. And you're right. That single-A field you just described, it's very deep. I'd say from one through five to six. And even Williamstown uh, is a team that's fighting for respect to seven. Uh, all those teams are really trying to fight for spot. And St. Mary's just clenching at the number eight. That's a big achievement for Coach Mark Barnhart and his staff to be able to sneak in there and get a good win over Cameron squad yesterday as well. Excellent ball game. Big win for Wheeling Central in that game. Craig, thanks so much for joining us. And I look forward to hopefully getting to talk to you again next week. So my final Friday for the boys and our final show next week. Not ever, not ever, just this year. I'm sorry about last week. I was tired last week, and I I went to bed early. And you wake up Saturday morning, I'm like, (laughs) oh, I forgot to call you guys. I felt horrible about that. I was like, it happens, though. It was a busy week of basketball. When you get in that week between the girls' regionals and the boys' sectionals, it's It's gut check time for media. (laughs) Absolutely. Craig Dutton, WXCR, formerly WRRR Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's go back to the Charleston Civic Center. I'm going to call it that. I don't care. I give up. It's just it's it's going to be the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center and Charleston Civic Center and Coliseum and Convention Whatever. Fairmont Senior beats Frankfurt in the semifinal 61-48. Marley Washington and head coach Corey Hines join us from Charleston and uh, first off, we'll talk to Coach Hines. Coach has the yes, special close the whistle right in front of you. I guarantee you. Thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on the win tonight. Oh, thank you. I'm really proud of the girls. They play really hard, real hard. And you're back to the championship game. Last year didn't make it. This year able to avenge the team that knocked you off in the regional round last year. Went over Frankfurt tonight. 
Yes, um, it was an excellent team effort. I was really proud of the girls and the effort that they gave out there. They played hard, shared the ball, and they actually, like, they uplifted each other. Even Anytime that we even made a mistake, they sat there and supported each other. And that, that makes us a very tough team to beat. So they were very determined. Since April, I tell people, they were very determined to get back here, and I'm very proud of the effort. Marley, you're on the, the state stage for the first time. Tell me a little bit about taking the floor at the Charleston Civic Center and kind of seeing those surroundings. Um, it's really, it's kind of almost like, I don't know. When I first got here, I felt a little bit nervous, but um, my teammates, they were all like, oh, you can't be nervous and stuff. And so I just trusted them because... <laughs> I know they've been here before, and they've been in my footsteps, so they know what to expect. So they really just pretty much, they've just shown me, like, what I have to do and what I need to be focused on. Coach Hines has had teams, multiple teams there. Tell me, Marley, were you able to go watch Fairmont Senior, perhaps, as you were growing up, play in that environment, play in Charleston? Yeah, look, like she was one. Of, like when we lost, I know she was there and she cried. <laughs> so a lot of these people were saying, they was like, you know, like when we they, when we felt pain and when we celebrated, she was there with us when we celebrated. So that's one of those things. She's always showed us a lot of love and support for the program. Um, she has a, a great pedigree. Got basketball parents. They were both coaches. Very, and so she came up. You know, I I told her I said probably since she was born, she's dribbling. And you know, her mom was a great player. Her dad was a great player. And they also coached her, so she has a great pedigree. Yeah, her mother, a great player at Fairmont State. Um, ironically, we, we share some friends. They don't know that. I understand that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Coach, uh, you get a chance uh, to, to go, you know, you're back on championship Saturday, and you play a Wyoming East team that I know you're familiar with. You've seen them over the years. They're, uh, they're a little bit different than years past, but not too terribly much with such an experienced core group of four senior starters. Yeah, um, excellent players, um, very well coached, so we know that they're going to come to play. Um, we knew that, uh, you know, a couple years ago they went through the injury bug just like we did, and, and then they came and, and, you know, eventually last year. Unfortunately for them, they fell short, but the fact of the matter is they came back determined to make it, and they're back again this year. So we know that we got our hands full. And, and Marley, I think this sets up a, a fantastic couple of matchups uh, when you talk about uh, just individual play, Skylar Davidson is an outstanding sophomore point guard. Uh, I'm not sure if you'll draw the assignment on her. I know you do a lot of full-court pressure. Or if uh, maybe Jazz Blankenship, either way, uh, you're seeing uh, you know someone with the elite caliber. They're seeing someone in you who's an elite caliber player as well. I mean, matchups make for games. I think this is a great matchup. Tell me what you're feeling about that going into tomorrow. Um, I'm just really excited because I love competition because I feel like playing competition pushes me and makes me more aggressive, makes me more all up on them. Like it just, it doesn't shy me away at all. If anything, it pushes me harder. Exactly. Marley Washington, Corey Hines of Fairmont Senior, the Polar Bears, into the AA state championship game against Wyoming East tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to get to talk to you guys, and congratulations on the win today. Best of luck tomorrow. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you for having us. All right, again, big thanks to them. We've got to step aside, take our second break. When we come back, I promise, we'll go right to Marty Beerheller uh, of Parkersburg Catholic, the head coach. He's been so kind to hang on with us. We'll talk with him. Benitez Jackson of Oak Hill. We'll set the boys' double-A field. All of that and much more. When Basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues after break two here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. 
for scores online, all of them in West Virginia, and the brackets too. Visit basketballnight.com. Marshall Sports Journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. Is it time for you to get in the game? Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey today. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us tonight. You are listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And if you're watching, don't forget to send us pictures of your teams, pictures of the games from uh, games in your regional sectionals. We'd love to see those and also share any games that your team participates in from the Charleston Coliseum. Of course, we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit the basketballnight.com website for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. We want to hear from you. Join us on Twitter. A shout-out to some of our newest followers on Twitter tonight, which includes Bonita, Seth Jones, Maz 23 John Jen, Angela Shepherds joined us tonight, Destiny, Eric Gaynor, Tammy, Jared Young, Lucas, thank you so much for joining us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Don't forget our poll question. Go to our website, vote in the poll question tonight. We'll give you the results at 1145. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. We welcome you back to Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville is in the Charleston Coliseum Convention Center. Bill Cornwell, Bo Anderson are all here in studio with us. And a team that will be playing tomorrow in the Class Single A State Championship game is Parkersburg Catholic, the Crusaderettes, getting there with a win over Trinity, 51-39. Marty Veerheller is the head coach of the Crusaderettes. Coach, I had a chance to watch a little bit of that game this morning in person. Good to see your ball club in action. I know it was a little bit of a, a, a rough start, but the third quarter, able to, to pull away, get the separation to be able to win that game by 12. Well, Ryan, thanks. Um, I'll, I'll give my assistant coach, uh, Coach Carr, um, a lot of credit because uh, he had made a suggestion this morning uh, in terms of a, a defense that we run on occasion. He, he said, I woke up this morning, I thought, this might be something that we try, and we, we, we thought, you know what, now's a good time to give it a shot, and I think it, it really made a difference for us. Um, so, yeah, the, the, uh, we, had, we had the lead at the half. I think we were up six. Uh, five and six, and, and uh, the third quarter was certainly big for us. And, you know, uh, getting off subject just a little bit, I've heard you multiple times talking about the name, you know, Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Brother, I'm with you. As far as I'm concerned, it's always the Charleston <laughs> Civic Center. You know, I'm going to lead this revolt, and we're all going to just call it the Civic Center no matter what. Maybe put, put that into your post-game uh, press conference, too. 
I can do that. Maybe uh, maybe the powers to be will listen to me. Uh, probably not. But that's <laughs> right. We can call whatever we want. We're just glad to be there. Absolutely, and you, you talk about your defensive effort tonight, and it was, or this morning, it was fantastic. Holding Trinity to 39 points. Reagan Sharp scored 40 for Trinity in the opening round. Uh, you held her to just 10 points. And uh, just tell me a little bit about uh, you know seeing her uh, in that opening game do so well, what you were able to do to, to be able to kind of uh, keep her in check this morning. Well, I'll tell you, we, we played Trinity uh, back in December. Uh, it's, it's well known that, that they came into our house and beat us by two. She had a big game that game. And when we saw them in their quarterfinal game uh, take down a, a very strong Magnolia team, when I saw Reagan Sharp perform the other night, I thought, holy smokes alive. You know, she was good in December. She's even better now. And we just we really put our heads together, and we came up with a mixture of things that we thought could help contain her. You know, you, you just don't that old adage: you you can't stop him. You only have hope to contain him. I really, in my wildest imagination, could not have pictured us holding her to ten points though today. I give a lot of credit also to uh, our freshman defender Leslie Huffman. Um, I've been on here uh, thanks to you guys a couple of times this season, having a chance to talk to you and. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about Leslie or not, but uh, I've said all along that Leslie is the best freshman defender I've ever, ever I've ever coached, and Leslie did a great job. It was not just Leslie, but she she uh, certainly had uh, more to do with containing uh, Reagan than than I think the rest of us did. It was a team effort, but Leslie deserves a lot of credit. Did a great job, Coach. People uh, that listen to our show that. When I'm here, no, I like the term stat filler, and you definitely had a stat filler today. And Aliyah Bruni, not only does she have a double-double, 12 rebounds, 10 points, she has uh, five assists, five blocks, and seven steals, and doesn't come out of the game. That's getting it done. Exactly. Is this Bill that I'm talking to? This is Bill. Okay, Bill, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, Bill, I'll tell you what. Uh, Aaliyah is a is a once in a lifetime athlete. Um, I I know she's only a sophomore, but I think that she is one of the one of the most gifted athletes to ever come out of Parkersburg Catholic, male or female. I really believe that, and she she can do it all. And she has so much more still to learn. Um, but she is a, a wonderful young player, and she's she's so willing to work every day, and and. Um, yeah, you're right. A stat filler is a, a great way to describe her. I mean, she was a monster on the glass, and she she handles the ball for us. You know, she's she's intimidating inside. She can score. Um, I think she sold a bag or two of popcorn at the at the Charleston. <laughs> I think she did that. Um, but uh, she she can do it all for us, and uh, we'll need a big game from her tomorrow for sure. Well, Coach, I don't like the the term revenge, so to speak. Uh, Avenge, I think, is a more uh, appropriate term. Your ball club lost Mm -hmm. one game last year. It was to Summers County. You beat them in the opening round of the state tournament this year. You've lost one game this year. It was to Trinity. And you were able to uh, defeat them this morning in the semifinals. I think there's a little bit of symmetry to that. How about that? Yeah, um, it's it's really something how how God blessed us with the – with the opportunities, and uh, it's it's uh, it's really something how that worked out. Um, 
we we certainly were a lot more concerned about uh, having our eyes on the prize. You know, let's let's just I don't care who we're playing, let's just get the W. But it is kind of kind of ironic that those are the two teams that we've played so far. You get St. Joe in the single-A state championship game tomorrow. St. Joe was a, a really kind of a topsy-turvy type game earlier today. They scored, I think, the first 16 points uh, of the contest uh, against Willing Central. <laughs> Willing Central cut it to four in the third quarter before they got hit by a 32-5 to run. Um, right. Yeah, and it happened e- almost immediately. Uh, you got right. a big challenge tomorrow. I mean, everybody knows how good St. Joe is, and and everybody knows. In fact, uh, while I was waiting to talk to you, my assistant coach and I are sitting here on the computer breaking uh, game film down of, of St. Joe, and you know, you you can watch it till you're blue in the face, and you say, you know, <laughs> uh, which which player out there do you not have to guard? Um, <laughs> you got to guard all of them. You know, I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to sneak in maybe a couple of extra defenders um, <laughs> without anybody really noticing, but they're really good. I mean, all, all kidding aside, they're they're polished. They're a really good team. Um, and they, again, they hurt you in, in so many different ways. But, um, you know, with the, with the Wheeling Central game today, and Central, my goodness, you know, that is, Central is so well coached. Penn is awesome. Um, and, and they did a great job climbing out of that massive hole early. And I think that's a that's the key, though. You're right. I mean, you turn around, you blink twice, and and all of a sudden, St. Joe, instead of being up four, is up thirty. That that's a that's a big thing. You know, you just you just cannot cannot allow them to go on these massive runs that just take your heart away from you. You just can't do it. And uh, easier said than done. We're we're trying to put some things together that um, we're we're hoping will will limit their ability to do that. But uh, they're very very good. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on your win this morning and another berth in the Class Single-A State Championship game. Best wishes tomorrow. Thank you. It, uh, it sounds awfully good to hear those words, and uh, we're, we're not just happy to be there. We, we have a job to do, and our girls are very focused, and thanks for giving me a chance to talk to you guys. Hey, thanks so much. Enjoy it. That's Marty Verheller, the head coach. Verheller, I apologize. I'm having as much trouble with that as I am with Charleston. But anyway, uh, Marty Verheller, the head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes, who will take on St. Joe tomorrow. Class AA Boys State Tournament. Uh, and we'll get to Rob Strakula, by the way, head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Boys, in a moment as well. Uh, but the Class AA Boys State Tournament, I'll just quickly run that down. We'll do the full layout uh, a little bit later. The number one seed is Chapmanville. Two is Fairmont Senior. Number three, Bluefield. Number four, Oak Hill. Number five, Robert C. Bird. Number six, Polka. Number seven, Lewis County. Number eight, Grafton. Bill, we'll talk more about Grafton in a moment. I got a little tidbit for you I think you'll appreciate. Also got a a call from our buddy Randy Lee. That's where I was going. Okay, because... Save it. We'll save it. Okay. We'll save it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do that in just a moment. But... um, Oak Hill, the number four seed, will take on number five seed, Robert C. Bird. That game will take place Thursday, the nightcap at 9 o'clock. As it was a, you know, that region three. We talked about region three and the balance in there and who would come out of there. Oak Hill beat Shady Spring in the regional game, 60 to 53. To get there, Benitez Jackson is the head coach of the Oak Hill Red Devils. He joins us now. And, coach, first off, congratulations on. A berth in the Class AA Boys State Tournament. Hey man, I appreciate it, man. Uh, we're, we're we're really excited to get going and have the opportunity to play down there. 
absolutely no easy routes out of Region 3 to Charleston. I know there are some exceptional teams throughout the state. I don't know if there was a more balanced region than Region 3. Region 4 had some good balance beyond Chapmanville, but uh, when you talk about balance, you know, your team's going to be battle-tested when it gets to, to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Yeah, and I think uh, I think our schedule uh, has, has tested us throughout the, throughout the year as well. We've had we played uh, you know Capital George Washington. We played Fairmont Senior earlier in the year. Uh, we played Robert C. Bird earlier in the year, and then that's not counting our region with Bluefield, Palm East, West Side, and then having to play uh, Shady Springs there uh, to get there. So we're hopefully you know hopefully that schedule that we had throughout the year is uh, it's helped us prepare for to go to Charleston, but. You know, down there in that atmosphere and uh, with, with, with all kinds of people there, uh, I don't know if anybody, if you haven't been to Charleston before, uh, to play down there, I don't know if it ever, if you ever be ready to go. Oak Hill, I mean, you, you go back just uh, not too long ago, uh, back-to-back state champions, 2010, 2011, and, and since then it's been a little bit of a struggle to get back to Charleston. Um, you know, this is the first trip back, to the state tournament for Oak Hill since winning it all in uh, 2011. Tell me a little bit about uh, being able to, you know, get a program that was used to winning back to the big stage. Well, you know, like I said, I was assistant coach for those teams in 2010-2011, so I, you know, I was able to coach those guys, and uh, I didn't coach for a few years, and then. Uh, came back and, and, and was able to really inherit a good freshman group. Um, you know, I, I, like I say, I came at the right time. Uh, came back at the right time with uh, when you got guys like you know Andrew Work and uh, Abraham Farrow and those guys that I've coached over the last couple of years. Uh, it, it makes it a little easier to get there, uh, but you know those guys have put a lot of a lot of hard work in it, and you know, kind of just preaching our message every day that we got to defend. And it takes a lot of hard work and. Um, to, to get to Charleston. So, you know, I have a talented group of seniors who put in the time and, and, and the work to get here, and um, I'm happy that it's paid off. And hopefully, you know, we won't have to wait so long to get back. First-round matchup with Robert C. Bird. Uh, Bird went on the road and beat Nicholas County in the regional round. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you know about that Eagles ball club. Well, we they're they're really good. They're well coached. Uh, you know, they they run good offense. You know, we're we're typically a man to man team, so you know they 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 screen and uh, they screen and try to spread you out a lot. Uh, they set a lot of back screens and uh, they got some guards that can really handle the ball. Uh, they're a young team, but uh, you know they're battle tested as well uh, with who they played. Uh, we was able to beat them earlier in the year, but that was back in December, or uh, late part of December. So, you know, we're we're kind of familiar with their personnel, but uh, I watched them on film today, and they've gotten a lot better since we played them. So, it's going to be a tough challenge for us uh, to to, uh, to to come out with that win over the, with those guys. That was a 66-60 Oak Hill victory over Robert Seabird back on December the 29th. Coach Benitez Jackson of the Oak Hill Red Devils. They'll try to make it two wins over RCB this year in the Class AA quarterfinals. That's Thursday night, 9 o'clock. Coach, congratulations on reaching the AA State Tournament and nothing but the best next week for you guys. Hey, guys, appreciate you having me, and uh, maybe I'll get back on if we win a couple games down there. Hey, there hey if we get to talk with you next Friday, that'll be great for you guys. 
All right. And great for us as well. That's Benitez Jackson, head coach of the Oak Hill Red Devils. We've got to step aside, take a break. When we come back, Rob Stracula, Rob Stracula, there we go, of the uh, Parkersburg Catholic boys basketball team there into the state tournament after beating Tug Valley in the regional. We'll also talk with Emily Saunders, state Gatorade player of the year from Wyoming East, back to the girls' double-A title game. And Shannon Lewis, head coach of Huntington St. Joe, a fixture in Class A state championship games for a decade now. We'll talk with Coach Lewis and all that and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. R.J. Klein, Sherman Todd, Jesse Muncy, Tulsa Rebels, Anna Hamilton, Nicholas County Grizzlies, Jordan Kish, Chapmanville Tigers, Madison Blankenship, Riverview Raiders, Marley Washinets, Fairmont Senior Polar Bears, Taylor Dunford, Montcalm Generals, Tyler Gray, Webster County Highlanders, Ethan Travis, Oak Glen Golden Bears, Levi Carrico, Clay Vitell Seabees, Reagan Sharp, Trinity Christian Warriors, and tonight, someone new from the Scott Skyhawks. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Do you have an athlete that made an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. And send us your pictures, too, of your athletes, games, and fans from the sectionals, regionals, and championship games in Charleston. We'll feature it as part of our video feed. Don't forget to join us and vote in this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight. This week's question, is 9.30 a.m. too early for state tournament games? Give us a yes or no. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Asia, Roby, and Aaron. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Hey, let's get right back into the program. We'll talk to Rob Stracula in a moment, Emily Saunders as well of Wyoming East. Uh, Shannon Lewis is the head coach of Huntington St. Joe, and he's got about 10% battery life on his phone <laughs> left, and we don't want him to uh, run out while he's waiting for us. We'll talk to him right now. Coach, you got to have a charger. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I was out and didn't have your number and had to had to somebody to text it to me and so finally made it on here. Hey, we're happy to have you. We won't waste too much time because we don't want to lose you while we're in the middle of this. Twelve straight appearances now in the Class A state championship uh, game. You defeat Wheeling Central seventy five forty seven this morning in the single A semifinals. And, and first off, congratulations on that win. Second off. Uh, really a game where you started fast, kind of hit a wall through the second and early part of the, very early part of the third quarter, 
And uh, when the hammer dropped, though, that 32 to, to 5 run was, was very impressive to watch. Well, yeah, we got off to a fast start, and then the foul trouble really creeped in, and we allowed them to get to the line and score a lot of shots from the line. And, uh, you know, we came out in the third quarter. Eden was in some foul trouble, and, and we switched up our press, and we were able to uh, turn them over and get some easy buckets. And, and that, like I said, that just, we just kind of fed off from that and, and was able to, you know, get a nice run there and get a nice lead. Balance really the the key for your ball club. Fifteen from Hannah Roberts, fourteen from Deanna Gray. You had twelve points from Bailey Adkins, eleven from uh, Dina Geralds, eleven from Paige Shy. Uh, you also had just bounce across the board. Hannah Roberts gives you eight rebounds. Dina Geralds gives you six assists. Bailey Adkins gives you nine steals. Everybody contributed today. Well, we talked about that at halftime on Wednesday about, you know, it's hard to guard five good players out there. And, and you know, we don't want to dribble, dribble, dribble. So, uh, you know, we want to get everybody involved. And it seemed like after halftime of the first game, we, we, we settled into that. And, and it continued today. You know, when you got to guard five out there, it, it makes it a little harder. And obviously the balance, you know, Paige and Dina leads, leads us in scoring. But today, you know, the other three actually scored a little more than them. So, so balance is good, and we hope to continue that. Shannon, did you have to maybe warn your ladies today uh, not to think of this as a a, uh, a revenge game from, based on what happened last year, but just to go out and think of it as a unique opportunity on the way to your goal of winning another state title? Well, uh, obviously they, they were a totally different team. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, talk, we talked about just, you know, playing with energy and, and just making sure we, we, we matched their intensity because last year I felt like the first half they they came and took it to us. So so we wanted to, uh, you know, just make sure we had the energy to play but not, you know, maybe we got a little too hyped and, and got that early run and then kind of kind of got a lull there and got in foul trouble and start, started kind of losing our losing it a little bit. But, uh, you know, fouls were mounting up. But we've been doing that all year. We, we foul a lot because we pressure a lot and, and it seems, but it seems to wear teams down. We got eight that we can continue to rotate in, and and we keep doing the same thing. We don't change anything with with any of the eight we have in there. Tomorrow you get Parkersburg Catholic in the Class Single A State Championship game. Tell me what you know about the Crusaderettes. Well, I'm real familiar with the Huffman girls. Um, Madeline's been playing great. Uh, Leslie's a, a great freshman. Uh, and of course, the Bernie girl is just long, athletic. Uh, they, they like to do a lot of things we do. Um, so, you know, we're going to, have to take care of the basketball. We feel like we got the guards to do that because they've been creating a lot of turnovers. And, and you know, Madeline's a lot like Eden. Uh, Eden's a great player, but Madeline's been doing good. And, you know, we're going to control her and, and make sure we, you know, we don't let her get, get, get in the groove and, and kind of wear, try to wear on her. And then, uh, you know, and, and like I said, Bernie gets her hands on a lot of balls. We got to take care of the basketball, and, and Leslie can shoot it. And the big girl played really well tonight, today. So we got to make sure we, we we keep her from getting those easy buckets. Shannon Lewis, head coach of Huntington St. Joe, into the Class Single A title game for the 12th consecutive year. Coach, congratulations on the win today. Best of luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Appreciate All right. it, guys. Thanks so much. Hey, uh, I know Rob Sercula has been so kind to hang in there with us. We are only about a minute and a half away from a hard break. We can't extend past that. 
I don't want to shortchange our, our talk with him. Uh, so, Coach Strakulis, just thanks so much for staying with us. Please stay with us uh, uh, just a little bit longer here. And Emily Saunders as well, Wyoming East. Uh, I know that they've been on hold a while. We've been jam-packed. It's been a packed show. Hey, let's quickly go back to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Joe Linville, can we get a quick update on that AAA game that you are watching right now? Yes, sir. We've got about uh, just under a minute and a half. University has taken a 21-13 lead here in the second quarter as we approach the half. Seems like uh, Greenbrier East has committed a lot of fouls here. And, uh, but anyway, that's kind of the difference in the game. Uh, up to about two or three minutes ago, it was neck and neck. But anyway, Hawks take a 21-13 lead, and we're getting ready to go to the half. All right. We will also talk with Greg Reed from the uh, WBSSAC a little bit later on as well. We've got a lot of stuff kind of packed in here. We're going to do our best to uh, uh, be able to um, you know, take care of all of our guests and, and not make them hold out. I do apologize right now to Rob Strakula already in advance, but we will talk to him after the break. We will also talk with Emily Saunders after the break. Hey, we do have a contest there now because it was 19-5 to 5 University after a quarter, so it's, I think, been an eight, yeah, it's been an 8-2 run for uh, Greenbrier East in the second quarter. Chip away. Yeah. It's a Greenbrier East team that is trying to get to the AAA title game. That would make all number one versus number two matchups in the girls' state uh, tournament championship games tomorrow if they can get there. We've got to step aside, though, and take a break. When we come back, we will go over the AAA boys' state tournament. We'll have that much more on that throughout the course of the evening. Again, I promise you, we'll talk with Rob Strakula, head coach of Parkersburg Catholics Boys, the Crusaders, back into the Boys State Tournament, and with West Virginia Girls Gatorade State Player of the Year, Emily Saunders of Wyoming East, Warriors back to the state title game as well. All that and much more, and a message from Marshall University after this, here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Our scores online, all of them in West Virginia, including all the brackets for the state championship games. You can visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, including 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, and Mate One. You can also listen on great radio stations, including 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. We're on 103.7 Jack FM, WQWVN Fisher, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY in Moundsville. We're on Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM, LP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI, Linside, 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP Edmund Beckley, tuned for you. Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay, 
104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington. 101.1 FM, WVWPLP Wayne. 90.7 FM, WFGH Ford K. And Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Hi, Marshall University Provost Jaime Taylor. Basketball Friday Night is produced on the campus of Marshall University as a celebration of high school basketball in the great state of West Virginia. I am with Professor Bernice Morris, who is director of the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum, and we want to inform you of an exciting opportunity for our elementary, middle, and high school teachers. Uh, That is correct, Provost Taylor. Marshall's Summer Teachers Institute integrates the study of black history into school curricula. It is funded in part through a grant from the West Virginia Humanities Council. How many elementary, middle, and high school teachers will be chosen? Uh, 20 educators will be selected for the program, and they will study Woodson, black history, black literature, and how to incorporate black history in their programs. They will also visit historic sites in the area. All sessions, except field trips, will take place on our Huntington campus, June 17th through 21st, and will be taught by experts in the field. Teachers will pay nothing to register for the Institute because the Lyceum's funding covers the cost of tuition for three graduate credits and provides teachers with $500 stipends. How may the elementary, middle, and high school teachers apply for this summer's Institute? Applicants will find the application at the Marshall University Woodson Lyceum's website, marshall.edu slash Woodson Lyceum. The deadline for applications is 5 p.m. March 15th. All questions should be addressed to me at morrisb at marshall.edu. Thank you, Professor Morris. I personally invite all the elementary, middle, and high school teachers who are listening to apply and let their fellow teachers know of this opportunity. Now please enjoy the next hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hour two here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Oh, if you only knew what just happened here. You must understand, we just took a four-minute break. And, you know, I think it's about approximately a mile and a half from here to my car and back. Not really. I mean, but, you know, so I just ran ran it four minutes. I'm impressed. Yeah. No, don't be. (laughs) Right now, guys, you have to understand, I'm not in shape whatsoever. I had to run out to – the vehicle get a couple of things for the program. Actually, you can see on our set, if you're watching online or on video, that you can see our Girl State Basketball the, Tournament shirt. And, of course, you can, you can get those uh, – uh, your team logos on that on the, on the other side, and uh, I guess they still do it while you wait, right? Yes. Yeah, That's one of the neat little services there 
at the state tournament. And, of course, they'll be doing it at the boys' tournament next week as well. And Bo Anderson giving me a hard time saying you couldn't be an official, and I – Told him I could have told him that long before. Hey, yeah, more of the reason why to get ready and get the stripes on. That way you can get in a little condition. That uh, that trip won't be so far for you. Hey, I mean, there are <laughs> steps involved. There's a whole lot going on. You know who's back to the Boys State Tournament is Parkersburg Catholic. Yes. They had to beat Tug Valley in their gym at, at Parkersburg Catholic. By the way, you bring Tug Valley into your gym for a regional game, one, you're going to have a good crowd. Yeah. Two, you're going to have a tough ball game. Both of those happened. Rob Strakula. And the Crusaders got through it. He joins us now on the program. Coach, thanks so much for holding in there with us today, and congratulations on your win. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. You know, it was, it was well worth the wait. Listen, you guys interviewed some really good coaches who have done some pretty, pretty special things the past couple of weeks. So, But uh, thanks for having me on. I'm honored to be back on here again. You get the number six seed in the Boise State Tournament, and you will take on Notre Dame. That game will be the opening game of the tournament Wednesday morning at 9.30. Uh, tell me what you know right now about Notre Dame. Well, we play them twice a year, you know, and, and, and Jared and I are we're, we're friends. So, you know, we know each other's teams very well. Um, you know, they've got two really good guards in, uh, uh, in West and Zumo. And they've got, some, you got, you got Maurer in the paint. He's an aggressive rebounder, aggressive player all around. They've they got some good players around them. The hardest, he's a good shooter. Um, you know, we've got to work cut out for us. It's been three years since your ball club was last in Charleston. That's a bit of, I mean, for most schools, that's no big deal. Parkersburg Catholic has uh, traditionally had a lot of success, both boys and girls basketball. That's a little bit of a drought. It is, you know, and we were disappointed we didn't get there last year and the year before. You know, we, we've been in the region, but we play, we play for regional final, I think, maybe uh, every, every year since once in the past 10 years. So, you know, we're right there knocking on the door. He's got to be a little more consistent uh, towards the end of the season. But, you know, right now this is a pretty um, pretty exciting time to be a Crusader fan. You know, uh, with our girls' girls program playing for the state finals tomorrow, we're, we're back there next week. Um, you know, so we got a lot of excitement in our school. A lot of excitement, indeed. And, uh, you know, before, I mean, I almost felt like I was getting off to a negative foot there with, you know, hey, you haven't made it in a while, hey, you're back, and, you know, but whatever. That's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, big win over, over no, Tug no. Valley in that regional, too. And uh, like I said, that's a, that's a good ball club. You're in, you're out, good program. And, you know, you win your section, here's your reward. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very difficult region. It, it is difficult, you know. It, it's you know, in one one we have one by one, one point uh, victory over the sectional finals over Williamstown. Um, you know, it was that was a very difficult game. I mean, the most stressful game I've ever been a part of. Um, and then you know, like like you said, though, here, hey, congratulations, here you go. Now you got Tug Valley at home, and, and you're right, they, they, they brought a, a crowd with them. You know, and, and they and they're 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 a lot better than what their record says. You know, they got what 13 wins, but those 13 wins, I'm mean, I we're, we're, we're well earned because you know they're a good young team. Um, they're going to be good in the next couple of years, and they kids really good. Um, you know, but we, our guys, we got we got three seniors, and one of them's out for the year with the torn labrum, and our two other seniors, Kate Allman and Ty Sturm, they showed up big, and you know they had a combined eight for eight from the foul line the last two minutes of the game, um, and they were very instrumental in, in the huddle, you know, motivating the guys to, to, to will themselves uh, to victory. Um, and, you know, Kate Allman had a spectacular shooting performance. He had a career-high 44 last night. Coach, uh, looking at, at the uh, the eight teams, uh, it's got to help in your preparation with the simple fact that half of the teams in, in the bracket, like yourself, are along the Ohio River up in your part of the state. 
familiarity uh, with them. Uh, you've encountered the, some of the other teams along the way, so uh, preparation shouldn't be a problem. No, and that's we talked about that the, today with our team about how you know it's, it's sometimes it's good to have some familiarity with the guys you're playing against, the teams you're playing against, and that's what we got to, you know, with Notre Dame. And our guys have seen it every year, twice, twice a year, every year for the past ten years. It seems like um, you know it, it, having teams like Central and Webster got teams we played. Waynestown, St. Mary's. So it, it, it's good to have, you know, we've got four teams from the LKC that, that are in the uh, state tournament. That, that shows how tough, how tough our conference is right now, I think. And, you know, it's the teams that we've played on our out-of-conference schedules in there. Rob Sakula, head coach of Parkersburg Catholic, the Crusaders, will take on Notre Dame. And that was a one-point loss to Notre Dame earlier in the year. Um, so that should be a great matchup in the opener of the state tournament on Wednesday morning. Thanks so much, Coach Sakula, for joining us. Hey, no problem, guys, and thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much. We're going to get to Emily Saunders, who has been so kind to hang on with us as well. We'll get to her in just a minute. We know she's got a big game tomorrow. We don't want to leave her waiting too long. But let's go right now back to Charleston, where Joe Linville has a special guest. And we do. Uh, Greg Reed from the WVSSAC joining us. And, uh, Greg, I tell you what, another successful tournament so far on the girls' side here in Charleston. Yes, it's been a wonderful tournament and uh, great competition. And looking forward, uh, this is always my favorite day, though. The uh, the semifinal Friday is always exciting. And the, the pairings, uh, the matchups seem to get closer and closer as we, as we close in on Saturday, on cha- Championship Saturday. A lot of the fans call this a tune-up to next week, but I don't see it that way. You know, there's a lot of talent uh, from across the state that's been on the floor this week. We've seen some good games. We've seen a couple of not-so-good games, but sometimes that's just the way it works out. It is. It is. I mean, we had a, a one lopsided uh, session there with uh, Parkersburg rolling uh, and breaking a, a state tournament record with uh, differential on points scored. But other than that, I mean, we're, we're getting tighter here, and we got great matchups. Uh, taking shape for tomorrow and it should be an exciting championship day is there anything different in the tournament with the expansion of the civic center uh not, no not really uh seems like all the expansion took around uh the the floor itself I mean, we do have new lights new sound system uh we still have the same seats uh but uh, still a great environment here in charleston and uh, they, they do such a wonderful job helping us out with this tournament at your office in Parkersburg, how long in advance does it take your staff to start working on putting a tournament like this together? Yeah, we started working on this uh, probably about a month out. Uh, it, you know, it's considered probably our single greatest event. Uh, when we go to national uh, conferences, where people rank our state tournaments uh, in basketball in the top five in the country. So we feel good, and we don't want to... We don't want to slip and be that group that makes this thing uh, uh, go down the tube. So, uh, but it's been a great week, and we expect another great week next week with the boys. I do want to touch on one thing, and it, it's kind of the, the talk across the state. You guys are looking at a possible uh, pilot program as far as reorganization, realigning the uh, classifications. Can you tell us a little bit up on, uh, about that and give us an update on when that could possibly happen? Yeah, it's uh, by the end of the month, first uh, of April, are once again, as you know, we're a principals organization, so our principals make a in basketball. Your pilot and uh, it, our, our uh, classifications uh, for the entire history of the SSAC has been based solely on enrollment. 
we're looking at enrollment uh, as 70% of this, and then we'd like to go 20%. Uh, it's database, so 20% we'd like to look at the city that the school is located in. Uh, we feel like larger cities maybe have a little bit of advantage on um, playing the AAU and the travel and having the facilities to, to really uh, hone your school, uh, skills in. And also looking at an economic factor uh, based on your county. And, and um, we think it's, it kind of fits. And we're trying to just get into a competitive balance and balance the schools out and have the same kid competing against the same kid. And I understand the meeting coming up in March is when a decision will be made on whether to put this in play or not. Right, the end of March, uh, 1st of April. And uh, if our principals like it and they vote for it, then it goes to the State Board of Education. And then uh, if they if they vote it up, then uh, we're looking, we're still two years out as far as implementing this, but it'd be kind of nice. Everybody's kind of talked about a four-class program for years, didn't know if our state was big enough. So we would like to implement basketball just to see if we can make this work. One quick, one quick question before I let you go. If we do go to a four-classification uh, four plan, how would it affect the basketball tournaments? It would. It would add seven more games. Uh, so we right now our initial plan uh, would be to bring teams in on Tuesday, add an extra day to the tournament, uh, go Tuesday through Saturday, and then add another championship game on Saturday to give us four championships uh, on Saturday. So our fans, instead of taking a three days off from work, they can take the whole week and just stay the whole week here in Charleston. Well, we, we hope so. We hope so. But, uh, we, we, you know, it just depends on who qualifies, too, for the tournament and how close you are to the Charleston Coliseum and uh, Convention Center. All right. Greg Reed with the WVSSAC. Thanks for joining us here on Basketball Absolutely. Friday Night. Thank you. Guys, and I really appreciate Mr. Um, Reed taking the time out to talk with us. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Now, Emily Saunders, I mean, I, I feel bad about this. She's the Gatorade State Player of the Year, and we put her on hold almost as long as we make Bo wait for us here on the program sometimes, <laughs> 32. But, Emily, I'm sorry you had to wait so long, but thanks for staying with us. It's okay. I, I took a good nap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know you've had a, a – Come on, actually, you know, with, with your ball club being in those early morning games, how's that been for you uh, getting used to – I know you're used to state tournament play, but having games early and then kind of having most of the day, you know, without the game looming at the end of it. For sure. Um, I'm used to, like, during AAU season, we have 8 a.m. games, uh, games all day. But uh, this, we play at, like, 11.15 this morning. The day goes by super fast with press conferences and interviews and then going out to eat. We've got to wait two hours for our food, come back, watch a game film, and go to, go to bed because I like to sleep. So it works out fine for me. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, as long as we make it work, right? Okay, so tell me this morning when you found out that you'd been named the Gatorade State Player of the Year. Uh, around, we woke up around 8 a.m., I got a text. From Paige Shaw, Paige Shaw, I keep pronouncing her name wrong, but uh, from St. Joe's, she texted me and said, you probably don't even know yet. And I said, I have no clue what you're talking about. She told me I was Gatorade Player of the Year, and my eye was just swollen from just waking up. I couldn't tell if I was reading it right or what. But I got so excited. I was crying and everything. I'm an emotional person anyway. So, yeah, it was, I'm very blessed to get it. Uh, this morning was a game where, uh, you know, 
both was it let's put let's be honest it was an offensively challenged basketball game but I thought both teams played really good defense in your 54-29 win over Wayne uh, you end up with 54 points uh, as a team in the game you had nine points they weren't easy but defensively too you did a good job against uh, uh, the Lady Pioneers holding them in check as well thank you uh, yeah Andy preaches for the last four years she's preached defense wins basketball games and I think the game earlier this morning really proved that because without our defensive efforts, we would not be playing tomorrow. Uh, we weren't getting anything offensively whatsoever. We had a couple runs there in the second half, but our defense really, really did it for us today. Emily, you've played with Jazz Blankenship, Katie Daniels, Brooke Russell for probably what feels like the most of your basketball life. Tomorrow's <laughs> the last time you'll all go out uh, on the floor together. Tell me what's going through your mind tonight. Oh, man, emotions, <laughs> all emotions. Uh, we're all curious, thinking about it. We're trying not to think too much about it. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely wild. It's been a wild ride with these ladies. I really want to end on a good note, a good high note. I came, we've came really far these last couple of years, and I'm really excited to see what happens. Emily, congratulations on being State Player of the Year, named by Gatorade uh, today. Also, congratulations on your win in the semifinals this morning. And uh, back to the AA state championship game for the second straight year. I know you've got to feel like there might be a little bit of unfinished business from last year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I think about that game almost every day. Uh, yeah, it was a tough one last year. We didn't have a point guard. Uh, Gabby went down first game of the tournament. We didn't have Scott. She went down a game early in the season. This year, we have a point guard. We're all healthy. I think it'll be a very good matchup because we're good matching up against Anisha Jordan, Courtney Wilfong, Marley. I know all those players are very talented, and I think we can play with them. So it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be an excellent ball game. I do want to say real fast, I met your mother yesterday morning. She came up and said hello, said, you thought you that she shouldn't come say hi to me. What's that about? <laughs> I did not say anything. I you know what? I think you had a Wayne shirt on today, didn't you? I did. I'm a Wayne alum and a very <laughs> proud one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very proud of that, actually. Hey, Thank you for hey, that. Hey, hey, let me put it this way, and I think you'll understand this. I wasn't rooting against you. I was rooting for my alma mater. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. I can understand that a little bit, but still that shirt. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? You guys are in the state uh, championship game tomorrow, and you're off to Tennessee uh, next or over the summer, I should say, and into next year. Emily, thanks so much for joining us. It's always been a pleasure talking to you over the years. Thank you for having me. All right, it's Emily Saunders of Wyoming East, the girls' Gatorade Player of the Year and the Wyoming East Warriors into the AA state championship game tomorrow against Fairmont Senior. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Jared Robertson, head coach of Greenbrier West. Uh, the boys team back to the state tournament. First time in 27 years. Oh, and by the way, Greg Reed dropped all kinds of information on us there from the SSAC. We've got a lot to talk about hey, when we come And he out. also knows the name of the building. Hey, okay. <laughs> That's more than I can say right now. We'll be back with more Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. <laughs> If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome to the show. 
Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall Sports Journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on, real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communication is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. If you're watching our online video stream, lots of pics there. Thanks to everyone that has sent pictures to us and send us more. You can send them to us by Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup you can send them to us by our facebook page just search for basketball friday night in west virginia on facebook go to our website there's many ways you can contact us too you can email us scores at basketballnight.com scores at basketballnight.com thanks for being with us tonight this is basketball friday night in west virginia date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 10 21 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling bill cornwell joe linville is at the charleston coliseum and convention center bo anderson our resident referee is here i'll get to bo in a moment i i, I i'm i've i'm Want to involve him a little bit more in the program. He's kind enough to sit here. We got the hey. got the shirt on. Hey, that's all right. I'm just enjoying it. But I will say this: uh, if Emily's still listening, I'm calling a technical on Ryan for you, Emily. I can tell you right now. You know, <laughs> let me tell you this: that girl's probably already asleep. I could I could probably tell. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, you know, maybe, maybe we get a chance to talk to her next week. Maybe we don't. Uh, a lot of these kids that we've talked to, we talked to them for several years at this with this program, and it almost feels like we get to know them in, in our own way. And uh, they always take time out. They're always uh, gracious enough to talk with us. We uh, greatly appreciate all of that. And I want to say all that to mention this. When this show began, Shana Gore was a junior at Logan High School, and she was on this program, I think, four or five times between her junior and senior year. Last night, at the Henderson Center, she wrapped up the regular season of her Marshall University basketball career, going over the 2,000-point mark for her career. She's just the, she's now the third all-time leading scorer in Marshall women's basketball history. And uh, if they can make a little bit of a run in the, in the conference tournament, she could potentially get to number two, but 29 points yeah. last night. So we've kinda, I feel like we've, we've had Shane Gore all the way through now from uh, from her junior year in high school now all the way through college and it's just amazing how that happens is that is that saying that we're all getting old or what um, you know <laughs> yes <laughs> that, that that's almost exactly what it's saying it's, it's hard to believe how far we've come with this program over the years you know 
speaking of coming a long way with a program, I think sometimes we're in a society and a time right now where we unfairly judge people on championships, uh, championship appearances, et cetera, et cetera, without looking at all the mitigating factors around it. On the surface, Greenbrier West to the Boys State Tournament for the first time since winning it all in 1992 says that there's been a complete change in culture there on the surface. But that's not always necessarily the case. It's still a process each coach goes through. And I don't want to be fair to any coach that's been there in the past or unfair to any coach that's been there in the past. I want to be fair to them because every group has its challenges to get through. And right now, getting prepared for the Class Single-A State Tournament, I know they're excited in Charmco. There will be a lot of people at their, at their game on, Ooh, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Greenbrier West. Coach Jared Robertson joins us here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And, and Coach, I, I presume you've got to get some sleep between now and game time, which is, again, five days away. <laughs> but uh, I, I know it's an exciting time. It has to be just a, a really <laughs> exciting time right now. Yeah, guys, it's been great. Uh, haven't had much sleep since our big win last night. Still on cloud nine a little bit, but already diving back into film and getting prepped for next week. It's been a busy day already and going to be a busy day weekend trying to get prepared. 60-53 to 53 win last night over Charleston Catholic. Very tough game. That's a tough opponent, but I think, Coach, this time of year they're supposed to be difficult. Well, that's what I told our guys at halftime. We went in, we were down one. Um, We'd really struggled offensively the first half just to get anything going, and and everybody knows how good Robbie Williams is. He was putting on a show, and thankfully our kids just battled through it. And uh, third quarter we came out, took control of the game a little bit, and got a lead, and and held on down the stretch. But it was a crazy night. At five thirty, we opened the doors, and of a thousand tickets, we only had twelve left when the doors opened. And by six o'clock, the gym was packed and loud, and it was an atmosphere we haven't seen in Charmco for a long time. Just really happy for our fans and our community, to, and and especially really happy for our kids that have worked so hard to get here. You know, as we talk about on this program, we don't root against anyone, but there are certain storylines that kind of present themselves and uh, over the course of the year, and you kind of you kind of see a trend. We knew coming into this year that uh, you had a good basketball team. We didn't know how good, but we knew you had a good team. And, and and to be able to do that, it's been it's been fun for. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, Coach. None of us have been to Greenbrier West for a basketball game this year. I'm not sure any of us. Bo, who knows? He's everywhere. But um, <laughs> you know, I don't think any of us have been. But at the same time, you're one of those programs, and there are several that we've followed along. And, and just it, it's kind of it's good. We enjoy getting to see you get at that success. Well, we've we've had a good team the last two years. Um, we got upset two years ago when our group of seniors were sophomores in the sectionals, and and then last year we had a we ended up third in our section with Mount View and Greater Beckley both being really good teams, and uh, came down to the wire against Greater Beckley in the sectional semifinal. So last night was actually the first time these kids had been to a regional game, and you know just seeing how they responded and how there was no panic when we were down seven or eight in the second quarter and kids just to to battle through and that's the way we've been all year and these kids have have set the goal high and we've accomplished a lot of our goals so far but we have another big one waiting for us next week coach uh we talked coach Dracula from uh, Parkersburg Catholic a little while ago and uh they don't have a problem as far as 
uh, scouting, preparing for this tournament for the simple fact that they pl- uh, most about half the teams are in their league. You're the only uh, team in the uh, single A side there from the southern part of the state. Talk about maybe uh, trying to get familiar with these teams that uh, you're going to face or potentially face in the tournament. Well, when the year started, um, I've got a great group of friends that I, that we refer to as our scouting department. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they sneak out and see some games when me or Coach Fitzwater is not available. Uh, I've got a friend, Carl Wallace, that lives in New York that sits and watches film for me all the time and sends me some thoughts. Uh, I just got a great group around us that, that help out for that, but um we knew we had a chance to get down here, so we've been gathering film and notes on all these teams. Uh, we've seen almost all of them in person, and the ones we haven't, we have several films on. So I think we'll have a, a preparation and, and scouting report ready for everybody, but you know, everybody down there is a great team, and we just have to find a way to get prepared and, and play well and go win. Charm Co. will be empty Wednesday night when Greenbrier <laughs> West is in the Boys State Tournament. And... Uh, Coach, again, congratulations on, on making the state tournament. I, I don't know. Once you get there, now it's hey, you're not there just to make just to show up. You're there to win. And you'll take on Trinity at nine o'clock Wednesday night. Coach Jared Robertson, congratulations on reaching the tournament. And best wishes while you're there next week. Thank you, guys. It's a great Class A field. I think it's going to be a super tournament. Appreciate all you do. Sure it is. Hey, thank you so much. That's Jared Robertson, head coach of Greenbrier West. We will go to Mike Gray head coach of Webster County's boys in just a moment. Right now, let's go back to Joe Linville at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center courtside where Greenbrier West is taking, or excuse me, Greenbrier East. Oh, Greenbrier West, Lamont. Greenbrier East is taking on University right now in the girls' AAA semifinals. Yeah, we just went into the uh, fourth quarter. It uh, is now 40-33 in favor of the University Hawks right before the quarter there, the couple minutes left. Uh, Greenbrier East made a nice little run and pulled back within one. They trailed 30-29. And then uh, University won an 8-1 run to take us into the end of the third quarter, 40-33. And as I said, it, uh, that remains a score with about uh, 6 minutes, 45 seconds to go in, uh, in the ball game. So it could be an exciting finish. Greenbrier East has already been able to cut one deficit away. They have about six and a half minutes to, to cut another one away. Joe Linville will check back with you in just a moment. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Hey, Joe Linville, live at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. I love that. I love that. We're halfway home on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We have to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will talk with Mike Gray of Webster County. We will also have our standout athlete of the week. That's all when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no place better to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome tonight. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with the combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game. When you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind player stats and game scores. 
Learn to report compelling stories, become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's WPH Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome tonight. Don't forget, join us online and vote in this week's poll. This week's question is 9.30 a.m. too early for state tournament games. Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com and you'll find the poll on the right-hand side of the page. you got till 11.45 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the voting results with you at the end of the show tonight. Many places you can listen and watch basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You can go to our website, watch our high-definition video. We're on Facebook Live and on Periscope. At Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup on Twitter. All the new followers, thanks for joining Troy Nelson, Jordan, Dina Coulter, Charles Sturgis, Angela Maynard, Chris Crank, Bonnie Beeks. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts... Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell with you in studio. Resident referee Bo Anderson here as well. We've got uh, Joe Linville at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. We've got Marcus Constantino who's there as well. Joining us now, though, in studio is special correspondent Andrew Rogers. And Andrew, this week's standout athlete of the week, Hunter Atkins of Scott High School. We'll talk much more with Hunter about this, but my goodness, six foot four, but he's in a sectional with uh, some of the top players in the state of West Virginia. He can get overshadowed a little bit, but he still makes his own mark. Yeah, absolutely. You got some pretty good teams in the section with Chapmanville and Logan. They have some taller players, but Adkins has really used his work ethic and practice to kind of be able to compete with those guys. This was a Scott High School team that, that did lose to Logan in the sectional semifinals, uh, but it was a team that got better over the course of the season. And, Andrew, one thing you have to attribute that to is uh, team chemistry. Yeah, when I talked to Hunter, he's really talked about how him and his teammates got a travel team together in the summer and how that kind of helped the chemistry and build onto a 15-win season, even though they ended up losing in the sectional. And also, Hunter... You know, it's it's obviously something that we enjoy seeing kids be able to get athletic scholarships and turn that into, you know, what they're going to do for a living and be able to use that toward a college education. Hunter's going to the University of Charleston to try to become a doctor. I don't know that he needs this sport necessarily. Mm. I mean, he averaged a double double, so he could have probably played at Division two. But to be able to see, you know, he's got twenty eight college credits, so to be able to, you know, get ahead and. and get a head start to become a doctor. That's pretty cool. I'm going to throw this at him real quick. Andrew's a Notre Dame grad. Notre Dame back to the <laughs> Boys State Tournament. Hey, they come from all over here at Basketball Friday Night. In How about the standout athlete from last week in the state tournament? Sharp, Reagan Sharp. Yeah, Reagan points. Sharp with Trinity had 40 points. We picked that one right. How about that? <laughs> yeah, she had 40 points in the state tournament uh, earlier this week. And, and Maddie Winters, by the way, for Magnolia had 45 in that same game in a, in a losing effort, which is – Outstanding uh, efforts in that state tournament. But our standout athlete of the week this week is Hunter Atkins of Scott. 
And now Andrew has more on this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. The legendary basketball coach Mike Shashesky. The legendary basketball coach Mike Shashesky once said, "I believe work is good. There is dignity in work. I also believe that a hard work ethic forges strong leaders. A strong work ethic, communicating on the floor, plus by leading by example, is what makes Hunter Adkins this week's Standout Athlete of the Week." Scott's six foot four senior big man Hunter Adkins has been an essential piece to a much improved 2018-19 season for the Skyhawks. Adkins nearly averaged a double-double with 12 points and 8 rebounds per game, but says his emphasis is being a leader on the other end of the court. I take pride in my defense. You know, I'm not really worried about how many points I have or how many assists and stuff. You know, all that matters is how many points our team has, you know, if we're winning or not. And uh, I really like to play defense. I like to alter people's shots and stuff, get rebounds. And uh, I really just like to be, you know, a floor general on the defensive end, especially I like to talk and communicate and stuff because – you know, in my eyes, you can always control defense and defensive, like, mentality and stuff. But, you know, offensively, you know, some nights you can't have shots falling and stuff. You can't really control that. But, you know, you can always play hard defense. A three-year starter for the Scott Skyhawks, Adkins has served as a co-captain during both his junior and senior seasons. His head coach, Steve McComas, says he has been a crucial part on why the Skyhawks won more games this season than the past two years combined. Sophomore year and his junior year, we won, I think, seven games each year. And then this year we win 15 games. He's really matured over the last three years. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch him mature. And his leadership has really been instrumental, especially this year. Last year we, uh, we struggled with leadership. We didn't have a senior on the team. And kind of interesting watch watch the couple juniors that we had you know trying to try to gain that leadership role of course but uh, he's really grown into that this year adkins along with most of his teammates played aau ball during the summer on a team called the driven knights he says playing on the travel team alongside friends has helped him with building better chemistry toward having a successful season in his senior year i think playing travel ball especially like we do as a team you know I feel like none of us really play on any other teams we all kind of stick together I feel like it really helps our team chemistry I feel like that's the number one thing that like we're known for is a lot of us we're best friends on and off the court and not only that you know we all play together a lot I think playing travel hard work ethic on the basketball court reflects his efforts within the classroom as evident by his 4.38 GPA Additionally, Adkins will graduate from Scott High School, having earned 28 college credits. Although he received interest to play basketball at some small colleges, he recently accepted a presidential scholarship offer from the University of Charleston. Adkins will pursue his college studies with his tuition covered while seeking to eventually become a physician. He says that playing basketball has helped him become a successful, well-rounded person. Of the game of basketball and that it made me the man I am today. I believe that if I wouldn't have played basketball that... I wouldn't have the mentality that I do in the classroom, and I wouldn't have had success that I have so far with UC and, you know, my schoolwork and stuff because going to practice every day and working with the coaches and stuff, it really kept me humble and kept me working the things I need to work on. With Adkinson's high school basketball career over, he believes his work ethic and passion for the game has left a good example for the underclassmen to follow. Being the leader that I was, I tried to come into practice every day and give him my 100% because I knew mainly the younger guys were looking up to me, kind of seeing what practice was like and stuff, and they were going to really follow in my footsteps. So 
I tried to go and practice every day to set the example for them, but to also better myself. Being the leader that I was. Moving on to a new stage in life can always be a challenging process. We at Basketball Friday Night wish him well in his desire to serve people as a member of the medical profession. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Andrew Rogers. Thank you, Andrew. Good job as always, and uh, appreciate all the work Andrew has done. We're going to have one more standout athlete of the week next week. Let's go back to the phones, though. Uh, Mike Gray is the head coach of the Webster County Boys, undefeated number one seed in Class Single A. He joins us now here on the program. And, and Coach, congratulations on getting your team to the Class Single A State Tournament. Thank you, guys. It's a, it's a great night to be a Highlander right now. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, it's been a, a nice run for your ball club. Uh, you're, you get to the state tournament by way of a win over Greater Beckley Christian in the regional round, a team that you beat on a very late shot uh, with just several seconds left at home earlier in the year. What was the difference between that tight one-point game and what was still a very competitive, but not as down to the wire game last night. Well, I think the last time you had me on the air, I talked about our defense, and uh, you know, if we're going to win some big games in Charleston, uh, it's going to be through our defense, and and that's that's how we beat Greater Beckley the other night. Uh, we got this saying that uh, we're going to clamp down on other uh, teams' offense, and yeah, we we held. Jay Moore to 14 points and uh, the Potter kid to 14. So, and that was a, a, a big part of our win the other night. Was was we won through our defense and and getting your team to Charleston. Um, and, and coach, uh, you know, just, just tell me a little bit about here the feelings going on around that community, knowing now that you know. You've played your last game in that in your in your home gym. Now you go to the big stage and you get the number one seed. I know you're undefeated, but I mean there was still some question about you know would it be your team or would it be Willing Central? And you get the nod. Tell me about just all that all that goes on surrounding the state tournament berth. Yeah, we've we've had great support uh, from the community. Uh, we had 11, about 1,100 people there the other night in that game. Uh, 7,000 viewers on live stream. Uh, you know, that's unreal for a small community to have that many viewers and the support we've had. And, you know, I was talking to these seniors today. They've, they've won two sectionals and two regionals together, these seniors have. So, you know, they got a little experience. Uh, we were at the States last year as a seven seed. And uh, uh, I talked to Coach Price this week, you know, and he, he called it the bug eye. And uh, that's kind of what we looked like last year. But I don't think we'll have that this year. These kids are focused, and uh, you know they're they're eager to get there this week. And and uh, I think uh, I think they have earned that at number one seed. And uh, you know if you look at the teams we played in uh, in our region section, how good other teams are. I think we really have earned that number one seed. Completely agree with that. Now your ball club uh, again there for the second consecutive year. And you will play St. Mary's in the opening round uh, of the state tournament. Tell me uh, what you know about uh, you know the guys from just a little bit. Uh, no, I mean not. It's not that close, but St. Mary's LKC not not too awfully far away. Yeah, C- Coach Barnhart does a great job with St. Mary's, and uh, you know we we've been working hard today on some film, and you know St. Mary's shoots the ball really well, and you know they they got a couple of big kids. It's a dangerous team, you know if they're. If they're shooting a high percentage from a three and uh, and rebounding well, they're they're going to be a tough test for us. 
just a really good team. And, you know, we talked earlier, I heard some people talking about the LKC, how strong it is. You know, there's some really great coaches and great teams in the LKC. And uh, St. Mary's is one of those teams. Um, I think the whole single-way field is, is a group, good group, group of uh, talent this year. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Coach, it seems like the pretty wide open. I mean, there are just so many teams that you just can't necessarily say, well, this, or somebody's just totally dominant. No, I mean, it's wide open. Yeah, it's, you know, like I said, we've played Trinity and, uh, uh, and Catholic, and, you know, we know a lot about some other teams in there. But, uh, yeah, there's, it, I, I think there's, you know, one through eight could win a state title in this field. And uh, it's, it's, it's great, though, to have a state tournament that competitive. You know, I've been going to them for years. And, you know, when you go and watch or play in these state tournaments, you, you really want a competitive field out of every group. And, and I think this is going to be a really great competitive field. Agree 100%. Mike Gray, head coach of the number one Webster County boys basketball team, the Highlanders in the Charleston, will take on number eight seed St. Mary's. That game is at five o'clock or five thirty on Wednesday evening. Coach, again, congrats on making the state tournament. Wish you the best of luck. And hey, a couple things go right. We'll be talking again next Friday. Oh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. All right, it's Mike Gray, head coach of the Western County Highlanders. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, we'll check in with Joe Linville. We'll also talk with Bill Bennett, head coach of the Robert C. Bird Flying Eagles, and we will talk with our standout athlete of the week. That's all when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia returns on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and welcome to the show. Congratulations tonight to Hunter Adkins of the Scott Skyhawks. Hunter joins R.J. Klein, J.C. Muncie, Anna Hamilton, Jordan Kish, Madison Blankenship, Marley Weishenitz, Taylor Dunford, Tyler Gray, Ethan Travis, Levi Carrico, Reagan Sharp. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. If you have someone remarkable on your team or an athlete that made an outstanding play, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. And we'll select one more for the season. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form, we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Don't forget our poll tonight. This week's question is 9.30 a.m. too early for state tournament games. Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com and you'll find the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You got till 11.45 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the results with you then. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. And our newest follower tonight... Big shout-out to Adam Merritt. Thanks for joining us on Twitter and becoming part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family.
celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It's 1047 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We'll get to Bill Bennett, head coach of the Robert C. Bird Boys, in just a moment. We'll also talk to our standout athlete of the week, Hunter Atkins, in a moment. But here's the irony. Let's go to... The voice of the Scott Skyhawks, yes. who is currently at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center, Joe Limbaugh, with an update on that AAA semifinal. Hey, guys, it looked like, uh, looks like it may be a number one, number three matchup in this uh, AAA championship tomorrow evening. The Lady uh, University Hawks lead the uh, Greenbrier East Spartans by a score of 53-47 with just 51 seconds to go in the ball game. Great ball game there. That's been a very competitive game. Joe, before we uh, before we go here, I know you've got this update. We'll do this real, real quick. There haven't been a lot of down to the wire games this particular year. You know, we were talking about that on Press Row uh, earlier. I mean, we've had uh, you know some a few qu- uh, close games, but a lot of these, you know, like sixty nine thirty nine was a score of one of the single A games on Wednesday. Uh, we had uh, on Wednesday the, the double-A games where there was a couple close ones. But uh, some of these have just been like Parkersburg beat Hampshire 81-18. Wow. You know, I, I feel for Hampshire, but Parkersburg is a pretty good ball club. Joe, we will get back with you again in, in just a few moments. Thanks so much for all the work you've done, not only tonight, but through the course of the state girls basketball tournament. All right, guys, thanks. We'll talk to you in a few. All right. I've, I've actually got to talk to Joe a couple times at the tournament, at the tournament, and uh, you know, he's putting in the hours and he's putting yeah. in the work, and we greatly appreciate it. He does a, he does a fantastic job. Coach Rick Marone's also at the girls' state tournament tonight. I got a chance to talk with uh, him um, today as well, and, and that's one thing I like about the state tournament. So many people I talked uh, with Coach Meeks from uh, St. Mary's girls' basketball. Uh, I just got to just kind of. Anywhere you turn, there's somebody you see. Saw Bob Sparks, longtime official. Um, I don't want to say too long time because it makes it sound old, but uh, long time <laughs> veteran official. Right. There matter, you go. Matter yeah. of fact, Bob has been honored by uh, SSAC. Uh, he was given an award for 2017-18 Girls Official of the Year in the state. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations, Bob. Because of an injury, did not work this year. Hopefully, he will come back. Make sure he's an excellent official. Yes, officials. They have to set out sometimes, too. Um, unfortunately, yes. and uh, They go on the DL. Uh, yep, unfortunately, yes. As a matter of fact, I, I mentioned to you guys earlier, and I don't remember what game it was, but uh, there's a college game being played uh, that uh, they're doing it, I guess, two-man because one of the officials uh, had a heart attack during wow. the game, and I've not gotten the details yet, but I did hear that on the radio. But, yes, uh, congratulations to Bobby. Uh, he's a great guy uh, as well as a, a great basketball official. And, and certainly, uh, you know, like I said, it's just always good to get to talk with people, to you know, see the people you already know, and you know, to get to meet people that, you know of, or maybe sometimes you've just spoken with them over over the course of time, and this program allows us to do that, and we have such a good time uh, getting to do that. It just you know just makes it feel like you're at home. And Coach Marone is actually doing some work down there in Charleston. He's not just going into the coach's room and enjoying the buffets. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got you know I. <laughs> I had a thought, and I'm not going. I'm not no. going. No, no, okay. I'm not going to do that to Coach Marone. He he's, he he does good work for us. 
Um, no, I, I'm just kidding. They actually didn't have coffee out this morning for what I was told. Uh-oh. Um, it's 9.30 a.m., guys. But um, Need to Joe. that's also our poll question. you got a chance to still vote on that for the next few moments on basketballnight.com uh, as well. well. We will talk with Bill Bennett at the top of the hour but because uh, we're going to run into a time crunch right now. This week's standout athlete of the week is a senior from Scott High School. A three-year starter for the Skyhawks, uh, six-foot-four post player who's had to guard some uh, elite-level uh, offensive players out of Region Four, Section Two over the course of his career. He is Hunter Adkins of Scott High School, our standout athlete of the week. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hunter, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, a lot of this involves what you're able to do off the court, but let's talk about on the court for just a moment. Your ball club fell in the sectional semifinal to Logan. Excellent basketball team. We'll talk more about Logan later on in this program, but uh, a loss in that ball game, and that just puts into mind, your section this year had three teams with 20 wins, and uh, just the... It can be easy to get overlooked within that section because of how good Chapmanville and Logan are. Uh, but you were still able to kind of make your mark there as well with your basketball club. You played some really good basketball over the second half of the season. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's definitely tough playing in the region that we're in. There's some really good guys out there. But, uh, you know, our team's pretty good too. I feel like we'd be competitive in a lot of different areas. We'd be the dominant team. But, uh you know, in the region that we're in, we're kind of, you know, under the radar in the shadow. But I feel like, you know, we had some pretty good potential this year. We just couldn't get the job done, you know, the way we wanted to. But, you know, we got some good guys on the team. We got Jagger Bell, me, Cole, you know, John John, our starting five. I think we had four kids that was on the top 20 list for the uh, leading scores for our conference. So, you know, we had some good guys on the team. We just couldn't quite get the job done this year. You had a good basketball team. And, again, like I said, sometimes it's easy to get overshadowed. But uh, something, Hunter, that, that you and your teammates were able to do over the summer was uh, play travel ball together. And, and you're able to build chemistry. And, and something that, that kind of goes beyond that is that you create times and memories that, that will last a lifetime that go beyond the, the, the court, also bringing you guys closer together. You guys share a bond. Uh, that really helps out uh, – helps that out on and off the court. Oh, yeah. The guys love to pack up and, you know, head down to Tennessee and play some tournaments and get out on the lake. I think they love to be slung around on the tube on the lake and stuff. And, you know, they love just to have that experience. And, you know, to have that around basketball, too, it helps the chemistry. And that really helps the guys come together, you know, practicing all season, you know, beating on each other and stuff. Guys tend to start to get chippy and everything. So it's good to have those times off and, you know, relax and stuff and become buddies again. <laughs> and, and Hunter, uh, you know, something that, that's bigger than basketball, though, excellent GPA, going to attend the University of Charleston, uh, hoping to become a doctor. Uh, I mean, when did you decide you wanted to become a doctor? Uh, probably a couple years ago. A uh, buddy of mine, Anthony Keene, uh, my dad introduced me to him. Uh, we hunted a lot together. And, uh, he was just always happy, but I knew he worked ridiculous hours and was always working in the hospital and stuff. And so, 
you know, I just asked him, what do you do for a living? You know, you're always happy. You must really love your job. And, you know, so he kind of just told me what he'd done. He worked in the ER. He was an ER doctor, and he loved to help people. And, you know, <clears throat> throughout my life so far, you know, I really love to help people, community service hours and stuff. So I feel like if I just follow his footsteps, you know, I'll, I'll be happy and successful in my life. And, Hunter, before we let you go, I have to ask, when Joe Linville calls your game, uh, what, what, what's, what's that like having, having to work with Joe sometimes? Oh, it's awesome. He's a great guy. I love Joe. Uh, he was actually at our school the other day with uh, Southern Community College. He came down there to uh, talk to the school. You know, he loves Scott High School. And, you know, when he announces those games, it's a totally different experience, you know, playing out there. He changes the pace of the game and everything. You know, you look around and the guys are moving a 100 times faster because they're hearing their names shouted over the speakers. And it's just exciting. I love to have Joe around. You know, he's a great guy. Well, Hunter, he says the same about you. And congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Well-deserved. And we wish you absolutely nothing but the best. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That's Hunter Atkins of Scott High School, standout athlete of the week. Let's go back to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. We have about 30 seconds here. Uh, Joe Linville has an update. Hey, guys. Uh, 11 seconds uh, to go in the ball game. The University Hawks up 55-50, and a lot of whistles going on here in the in the final seconds. All right, we will get a final score of that one, or if it's not final, either way, after the break. And we'll also talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson, uh, a little bit more about some of the things that are, are involved on his side of things, not only about this week, but just about the games in general. And Bill Bennett, head coach of Robert C. Bird, who has been so kind to hang in there with us. I know we've had to put some of these, uh, some of these guys on, on hold for a little bit longer than what we would have liked. They've been so good to us. We try to be accommodating to them. They are accommodating to us, and we thank them so much because we get to talk with them when we have a little bit more time. We're right up against this break. We've got to step aside and take a break. Coming up in Hour 3, we will, I promise you, set the AAA Boys State Tournament for you. Basketballnight.com, by the way, if you want to do that. We'll also set the field for tomorrow's championship Saturday in the Girls' State Tournament. Talk with Joe Linville, back at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center, and, again, Bill Bennett, head coach of Robert C. Bird, after the break. We will also have a word from Marshall University coming up after this. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, including all the state tournament brackets, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, including 97.1 FM, 1360 AM, WHJC, and Mate One. Also, 105 KQV, WKQV, Cowan, 105.5 FM, and Heard in Braxton County. On 106.9 FM, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. We're also on Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, 
Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM, 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP Edmund Beckley, Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYPLP Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP Wayne, 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay, and we're on Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL and Huntington. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hello, I'm Marshall University Provost Jaime Taylor. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This program is produced on the campus of Marshall University as a celebration of high school basketball in the great state of West Virginia. I'm with journalism and mass communication professor Bernice Morse, who's a director of the Carter G. Woodson Lyceum, and we are offering an exciting opportunity for high school students. Indeed, Provost Taylor, Marshall University is again offering its annual high school journalism workshop. The workshop is a cooperative endeavor between the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum and the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications. This year, the high school workshop will take place June 24th through 27th, and this summer will mark the 10th consecutive year that the high school workshop has been offered on the Marshall University campus. What are the qualifications necessary for a high school student to be chosen? We're seeking students with at least B average grades. We also seek applications from students who will be in positions to improve their high school publications as well as electronic media. And we use the workshop program to support incoming first-year student journalists who want to jumpstart their first semester at Marshall. Will there be a cost associated with the high school workshop for the high school students selected? Applicants will find the instructions for the application and the required supporting documentation at the Marshall University Woodson Lyceum's website, marshall.edu slash Woodson Lyceum. The deadline for applications to be postmarked is May 4th, 2019. All questions should be addressed to me, Bernice Morris at morrisb at marshall.edu. Thank you, Professor Morris. Please enjoy the next hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, hour three of the fastest three hours in radio. We've got a lot of people to talk to. 
Let's go right back to Joe Linville. First, that game has gone final. The AAA Girls Championship game is set for tomorrow night. It's going to be a number one seed against the number three seed as the Lady University Hawks hang on to knock off Greenbrier East 56-50. They were led by uh, Ashton Boggs. She scored uh, 15 points and uh, actually, I'm sorry about that, she had 15 rebounds. They had three players in double figures and we'll get more into the the detail anyway, but uh, University knocks off Greenbrier East to advance to uh, the AAA championship uh, here in uh, Charleston tomorrow night. University and Parkersburg tomorrow in the AAA Girls State Championship game. Let's go back to the phone lines. Bill Bennett has been so kind to hang in there with us, uh, the head coach of the Robert Seabird boys. They went on the road to Nicholas County and got a big win over Luke LaRose and the Grizzlies in Summersville to get back to the state tournament. Coach Bennett, first, thanks for hanging in with us. And second, congratulations on getting back to Charleston. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We're uh, our kids are very excited, and uh, and we're all excited to to be getting back down there. Coach, uh, we we talked a lot. This is now five years ago. It's hardly it's been that fast or that long. Wow! But um, you, you had a ball club that went into Charleston undefeated, and, and and you you know fell in that state tournament. But tell me a little bit about the difference between the pressure of taking an undefeated team to Charleston. Versus taking a team that's kind of been through the grind and been able to come out and, and, and earn it down the stretch. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I think, you know, with that team that that, that was undefeated, um, I, I don't know that they felt a whole lot of pressure because there were kids that had, that had played in the state tournament before. And, uh, you know, most of them, and I think that's important, you know, for kids to be on that floor before, uh, you know, and I honestly, we just ran into a really good team in the championship game in, in Bluefield, and uh, it was excellent. Um, but, but with this year's team, is a little different. Uh, um, you know, again, they're four of our top six guys are sophomores. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I've ever experienced that with uh, that much youth on any of the teams I've coached in all these years. Um, so I, they, they, uh, I don't know if they even know what's going on or not. Um, you know, but again, because uh, but again, uh, you know, a couple of those kids started games last year as freshmen, so they do have some experience. They're not maybe your typical sophomores, uh, but they've they've been pretty resilient with everything this year. They haven't got overwhelmed uh, by anybody that they've really played against. You know, we've competed against uh, some of the better teams in the state and, and kind of hung in there. So uh, they've been a pretty resilient bunch. 19-5 and five on the season. You had to go on the road, though, as a sexual runner-up to Nicholas County, uh, to play Nicholas County, I should say, in the regional. And you get the 72-55 win in that regional game. What were you able to do defensively against the high-scoring Luke LaRose to be able to uh, go into a tough environment and get a win? Well, you know, we just, you know, in watching the film, we just, we felt like that our, our transition offense and just the way that we play defense would would um, would really help us in that game uh, you know obviously we were nervous about being able to control him somewhat um, but our, our biggest uh, 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 the biggest thing we wanted to do is make him work on both ends of the floor and um, we felt like you know we, we had Corey miles out on him and, and which put Corey in a position you know a lot of times 20 feet from the basket or more because uh, if you've seen Luke play, you know where he takes shots from sometimes. And what that enabled 
Corey to do was get out and transition, and and it just kind of worked out that way. Uh, you know, where we got some long rebounds and got the ball out to him quickly and forced Luke to run in transition to try to get him stopped. And um, you know, we just uh, we've been a transition team all year, and that all starts with our defense. And uh, the game kind of went back and forth a lot. It was fairly even for, uh, you know, like a quarter and a half. And then we got maybe a six- or eight-point lead in the second quarter. But, you know, with about three minutes to go in the half, we could see them getting really tired. Um, and, you know, we – and he got us in foul trouble. We, we rotated some guys on him in the first half. We had a couple starters on the bench most of the second quarter. Um, so we felt pretty good at halftime of that game. Um with where we were, you know, we had a six point lead and we felt like they were tired and, uh, and felt like we were going to be pretty fresh because a lot of our guys had sat on the bench in foul trouble. Uh, and so we come out in that third quarter, um, again, you know, just kind of making sure that we were up and pressuring, uh, him and pressuring passing lanes. And, uh, you know, he didn't have a field goal in the second half, uh, his shots and some of the other kids, uh, the Huffman kid who's also, uh, a really good score for them. Their shots were all short. Uh, and again, I think it gets back to their legs being tired. And we kind of went on a 22 to 4 run in that third quarter, um, and just with our pressure and our transition game. Um, so uh, again, it kind of worked out the way that we, we wanted it to. You know, our game plan kind of worked, being able to just kind of run them and, and tire them out a little bit. And coach, back to the state tournament, and you will play a team you're familiar with, Oak Hill who, while not necessarily geographically close, someone you have played in the regular season. Right, yeah. we, uh, You know, they came up and played at our place last year and uh, we had a great game up there. Um, you know, I was, I, was, I was telling someone this evening it was a tie game with about uh, 12 seconds to go and we're trying to hold for a final shot. And we turned it over and Andrew Work hit a runner at the elbow uh, at the buzzer. Uh, so that was a great game, and then we made the trip, the return trip on uh, December 28th down to their place, and it was another great game. And uh, it was a, uh, it was, uh, you know, we had a halftime lead in the third quarter. Uh, they kind of got up on us by, I think, six at the end of the quarter. Um, but it, you know, down the stretch, it was kind of a uh, a situation where uh, their experience and their seniors. Um, Kind of did things that seniors are supposed to do in close ball games, and and our some of our young guys, uh, you know, that weren't quite as experienced in those situations, you know, didn't make some good decisions and and just uh, didn't make uh, execute when we needed to down the stretch, and uh, and they ended up winning sixty six sixty. And like I said, it was a great game, um, um, and we, you know we uh, we said after that game it would be nice to uh, be matched up against them maybe in Charleston. And uh, not, not you know, you, you don't think that that's going to come about. But we just thought about it again in practice uh, that, that we had said that in the locker room afterwards. So, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, we're honored to be playing them. You know, Benitez is a good guy. Uh, he's become a friend. And uh, we actually text back and forth a little bit today. So we're excited. I know they're excited, uh, you know, about being there as well. Number five, Robert C. Bird. Number four, Oak Hill in the boys' double-A quarterfinals Thursday night at 9 o'clock. Coach Bill Bennett of the RCB Flying Eagles. Thanks so much for joining us, and congratulations once again on getting back to Charleston. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right. We will talk in just a moment with Polka Boys coach Alan Osborne as well as Dave Morrison of SuperDaveSports.com, who 
unfortunately, I saw him at the tournament. He didn't see me. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I was only able to see him from a distance. We'll talk with him in a moment. But let's go back now to the Charleston Civic Center, uh, the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. It's going to be the Civic Center. I'm, I apologize again. Scott Cousins is the head coach of the Parkersburg Big Reds. They are back into the AAA state championship game for the second consecutive year where they will take on university. Coach Cousins, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Late night in Charleston, a little bit after 11 now, but I know uh, there's nowhere you'd rather be right now. No, you know, it's always good to be playing on the last day of the season. That means it's went well for you. And, and, and speaking of going well for you, you pick up a 16-point win today. That was a tight game early with South Charleston, um, but that 66-50 win, you're able to pull away in the uh, middle two quarters uh, of that one. Your team's been dominant so far in state tournament play. Just tell me a little bit about um, you know that game today and, and how it uh, how how your team has been performing on the big stage. It was a good game today. You know, well-coached team. They've been through a lot of adversity this year, but they put it together at the end of the year and was playing really well. Good defensive team. We were just able to make some shots in those middle quarters that we, we weren't making early. Our energy was there and stuff, but it's, it's I'm hoping our best game down here is tomorrow night. We've, we've played what we would consider okay games. We haven't put it together for four quarters. We've been putting it together for a quarter and a half, two, two and a half quarters. And we're going to have to play all four quarters tomorrow night. 19 points tonight from Shaylee Kirby. She had 18 in the opening game. You had four players in double figures in each of your games, though. She's just six points away from becoming the all-time leading scorer in Parkersburg Big Reds history, and it's a battle to be the leading scorer on a given night right now. Yeah, it's a nice problem to have. We (laughs) we do have, I think, four kids in double figures for the year and, and another one, a couple more right in that seven, eight point. A game night. Uh, they've done a really good job this year of finding the hot hand. Bree got hot tonight. We found her. She was able to knock some threes down. We got going and kind of stretched that lead out a little bit. Got up over 20 at one time, and it was a little bit easier looking up. It was a lot different game than last year, the semifinals. Coach, uh, of course, you played a, a fellow MSAC member today in South Charleston, and you know a lot of people around the state do not realize how tough competition in the MSAC will get you ready to go to Charleston and play in, in the, uh, the, the Elite Eight there. Uh, certainly your uh, colleague Lonnie Lucas, who's been so successful, Lonnie can, can back you up on that. The, the grind in that league does get you ready for this week. It, it really does. Uh, it's, it's a great conference. You know, I was sitting up there talking to Coach uh, Lucas there while this game was going on, and uh, Picking his brain, seeing what he thought, how I might, you know, I'm going to go find everybody I can find to see what advice we can give. But it is, it's a good league, uh, great coaches in it. You know, they've accepted uh, me. It's only my second year in it with Parkersburg, and they've just been nothing but gracious to me. So I, I appreciate all the help, and it's, it's a good showing for our league to get a couple teams into the semifinal round. And uh, I expect even even more teams probably next year will get here. Your team 25 and 1, the reigning AAA state champions. An opportunity to go back to back tomorrow. Um, you know, you mentioned that you haven't been as the head coach at Parkersburg very long. That's a program that had a lot of success back through the 80s and early 90s. It's been a little bit of time now. Uh, tell me about getting that culture kind of reinvigorated. 
Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of credit goes to a lot of people there. You know, one of my assistants, uh, Coach Wilson, got a group of fifth graders together, got them playing, got them, you know, teaching them skills and all the stuff coming up through. And when they got there as freshmen, they were able to get to the, the state tournament. And uh, we've, we've been pretty successful there. Coach DeMoss was in uh, in there before I got here, good friend of mine. He, he he did a lot to get the program back on track. You know, he unfortunately for him, he kind of had to step away at, at a, probably the worst time. I know it, he really is excited for the kids, uh, backs us 100%. So, you know, a lot of credit goes to those two, and I could just name off – all other people, you know, people help us in the summer and this and that. It, it really is a community effort if you're going to have a, a program and, and just keep it running and, and get it back where it needs to be. Parker's. I just happened. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I just say I just happened to step in at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, timing is is a lot to this because uh, I mean, there's there's an old saying. It, it, it's when it comes to state championships, part of it's how good you are, and part of it's how good everyone else is. Yeah, you know, and the team we're going to play tomorrow night is really good. And and one year ago today, talk about eerie things. We we were the three seed last year, and uh, Buchanan was about twenty five or twenty six and one. So you know, I'm hoping it turns out a little better for us than it did them. You know, the the three seed winning last year. We're going to try to see if the one seed can't come all the way through and and finish the season off. Scott Cousins, head coach of number one Parkersburg, as they will take on number three University tomorrow night in the AAA Girls State Championship game. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on your win today, and best of luck tomorrow night. Thank you very much. All right, again, that's Coach Cousins from Parkersburg. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, Alan Osborne of the Polka Dots. Remember two years ago we talked about Coach Osborne stepping away and knowing when it was time? Well, he's back, and he's got the Dots back in the state tournament. We'll also talk with Dave Morrison of SuperDaveSports.com. All that with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online and all the brackets too, visit BasketballNight.com. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with the combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind player stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night, of course. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live. You can search us. Basketball Friday Night. We're also on Periscope. 
at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. And if you're watching the video stream right now, send us your picks. Send us picks from your game, your fans, regional, sectionals, championship games. Send it to us. Let us feature it as part of our video stream. Don't forget our poll question tonight. You got till 1145. up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling Eleven nineteen on this action-packed basketball friday night in west virginia semi-final friday for the girls boys state tournament preview as well as it comes up next week unbelievable how fast uh this all goes through of course we will be back with you next friday night on semifinal Friday for the Boys State Tournament for our final show of the season. The Boys Double A State Tournament this year is going to be interesting. You've got six teams with 19 or more wins, and then a couple of 11 and 15 teams getting in, including Lewis County, went on the road and whipped Bridgeport in the, in the regional. That was kind of a stunner. But I think when the season started... There were some expectations for Polka to be better than what they were a year ago. They, they lost in the sectional uh, opening round last year. Alan Osborne comes back as head coach. That ball club improves throughout the year. They, they were 18-6 and six hosting Logan. I think a lot of people overlooked Polka and put Logan into the state tournament. In fact, when you go back at Polka, Polka was almost you know maybe – two or three-tenths of a second away from losing to Winfield this year in the sectional semifinal. That half-court shot, though, was late. But the Dots have overcome. The Dots had a big comeback against Nitro in the sectional final last Saturday and then picked up a big win at home over Logan. Alan Osborne is the head coach of the Dots. He joins us now on the program. Coach, first off, it is great to have you back on the show and back within the coaching ranks in West Virginia. Well, thank you. I'm happy that uh, I'm back into coaching and appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it's been an exciting ride here with these kids, and we're just thankful that we have another opportunity to play another game. So uh, looking forward to the state tournament. It's really exciting time of the year, and and uh, we're looking forward to going, to going down and trying to play Bluefield. Hey, <clears throat> talk about an exciting time. Let's, let's back up to that sectional semifinal game. That was a very nip-and-tuck game with county rival, sectional rival Winfield, who is very good this year as well. Excellent ball game. Tell me what you're thinking when you see the ball leave the hand. You might have heard the horn just in time before, but when Winfield makes that shot from half court, that would have won the game, but it was just after the horn. Well, tell me your emotions through that. Well, i tell you... Uh back a couple plays earlier um, you know Tanner Miller hits a three and cuts it to one then we get to Bronson C and gets a steal we miss a, we get a rebound and put it back in Miller put it back in we rep one and, but no whenever they ran the play and, 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 uh, the shot went off I know it wasn't any good but still you know the ball went through it was a really good play 
they coached it up there and he caught it and he shot it and thankfully we only had four tenths of a second when he caught it and uh, he had to turn and shoot it and didn't have enough time to get it off but uh it was it was interesting <laughs> and, uh, I was glad we were in the dot dome. Let's put it that way. Hey, and, and that's what I want to mention too, because then that sectional championship game with Nitro determines who plays at home against an excellent Logan team. I don't want to shortchange Logan one bit. What a, what a great team they are! Or goes to Chapmanville. I think in any instance you want to play at home, and, and that's a very back and forth game with a with your another rival from basically just across I sixty four. And, uh, you know, what a game that was, too. I mean, you've been in some great games this postseason, but let's talk about that Nitro game a little bit, uh, having to come well, back and get a win. We were down 11 at the half, and we came back in, and we had written four things on the board that we wanted to try to accomplish, and one was getting back, guarding them, and keeping their poise and composure and making them guard us. And, you know, we, we got off to a good start in that game. And Nitro come back and, and went up by 11, really played well. And we, we lost our poise, lost our composure. And we were, but the kids, to their credit, come back, got focused in halftime. We come back, we took the lead in the third quarter. And, and then it was back and forth in the fourth quarter. And, and, uh, you know, we, we got a, we got a break. They missed a free throw. We went down and got the ball to Isaac Manelli. He missed it. And Luke Hart tipped it in. And, then the inbound schemes intercepted and threw it to Luke Hardy, laid it in, the horn went off. And um, it, was, it, it, was, it was a great game, great atmosphere. And uh, it, it, you know, those games are really good to win, tough to lose. But Nitro and Winfield are both really good teams and well coached teams. And you know, whenever we play those guys, it's 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 it's, it's thirty two minutes of hard nosed, tough basketball, and you earn those wins. And, and uh, uh, but I was really, we were really fortunate that we to win those games and uh, got to play at home in the region, which was big. And that region game against Logan, um, again, I think a lot of people think that Logan going into that was the third best team in Double A, and maybe kind of uh, wrote you guys, uh, maybe sold you guys a little bit short. You shot them out in the first quarter. Um, what did you see, maybe going into that game where? Uh, you could develop your defensive game plan against them. Well, I tell you what, we've been pretty solid defensively all year. We've held 15 teams under 50 points, and that's huge. That first quarter was huge for us. But basically, we wanted to get back and get five guys uh, in the lane and make them shoot jump shots. And, and you know, a lot of you know, our defense played really well, and they missed some shots they usually make. They only shot 19% from the three. But that first quarter was huge for us because it gave us some confidence that what we were trying to do was, was going to give us a chance to win. And, you know, we, uh, it was 15 12 at the half. And then, uh, uh, Coach Green did a really good job with his team. He, uh, he got the game speeded up. And, uh, you know, we had to score 46 points in the second half. And we went nine for 10 from before the third quarter. And, and 14 for 17 for the whole game, whole second half. So we shot the ball really well in the second half. And we were able to take care of it, make free throws at the end, get enough stops. And uh, but the Logan's really good. They they really are. You know, David Early's an outstanding player. Drew Hatfield and, and you know, they they got a solid team. And we were fortunate to win. Our kids really played hard and competed for the whole game. And and it was a great win for us. And, 
gave us a chance to go back to Charleston and to, and to a great event, the Christian State High School Basketball Tournament. It's a great sporting event, and it's an honor and a privilege to play in it. Coach, you've had so many teams that you've taken to the uh, the state tournament, and uh, and well, just a, a, a sterling record overall. Uh, you know, as you've gone year by year preparing to go to the uh, now the Charleston Coliseum, as they call it now. You know, is, is there any kind of like formula that you use, or each is it preparing each team? Is it a unique experience for you? Well, I tell you what, we just try to do is do what we do. And, you know, I think when you get to Charleston, you've really got to be focused. And, you know, and you can't worry about winning and losing. You just got to worry about the next play in front of you. And you make a mistake, you got to get, you know, got to play through that. And, and we just try to emphasize on giving our kids some keys and staying focused on trying to accomplish the things we're trying to do. And, and uh, you know, you want to try to get to the next game, but you can't think about the next game until you get the first one. So uh, those teams that look ahead get beat. And I mean, when you're there in Charleston, I know he said there's six teams that's worth 19, two that's worth 11. You're either, you've either got a good team or you've got a team that's playing good. So to get to Charleston. So those, um, I just don't think you can count anybody out. Now, obviously, you know, Fairmont and Chapmanville are, are the, are the big favorites and should be because they're both outstanding teams. And, uh, but I, you know, there's some good teams. Bluefield's really good. RCB's good. Oak Hill's good, so it's 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 not going to be. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a walk for those two teams. I, I promise you that. And uh, uh, we're looking forward to playing Bluefield. They're really good. They're twenty-two. The two games they lost, they had a couple starters out. So, and they've beaten some really good teams. They've beaten Beckley. They've beaten Capital, Wyoming East, and Shady Springs. So they've they're prepared, and Coach Large does a great job. So we're just going to do the best we can and prepare as much as we can and. You see what happens. <clears throat> number six, Polka. Number three, Bluefield. Thursday morning, 9.30 in the Class AA Boys State Tournament. Alan Osborne, head coach of the Polka Dots. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, and, and best of luck to Coach Osborne and the Dots. We have to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we will go back to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center and wrap up our coverage there of the University win over Greenbrier East in the girls' Class AAA semifinals. We've got a clip you'll want to see online, basketballnight.com, at Hoops underscore Roundup on Twitter. You want to check this out with us. We'll get at that when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores and schedules online, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations tonight to Hunter Adkins. Hunter joins many of the standout athletes of the week. And Hunter represents the Scott Skyhawks. Congratulations again, Hunter. Don't forget... 
You've got a few minutes left, 15 minutes exactly, to vote in this week's poll. This week's question is 9.30 a.m. too early for state tournament games. Also, follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Shout out to our latest Twitter follower who is part of the WMUL FM 88 team. It is Tyler Kennett. Thank you, Tyler, for joining us and being part of the show. And thanks to everyone helping behind the scenes here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Make sure you go to our website, check out the scoreboard and all the schedules. We've got all the info there. Follow us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. And we want you to send us pics of your team fans and your games, regionals, sectionals, and the championship games. It's all at basketballnight.com. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Boy, this is three, what, two and a half hours? We could this we could, we could do four or five hours tonight with all the <laughs> content we have. We are Friday. loaded with material. Hey, we are running short on time. we got to keep right on going. University picks up a win tonight. Over Greenbrier East in the girls' class AAA semifinals. And the final score in that one was University 56, Greenbrier East 50. This will be the first time since 1979 that the Hawks have played on Championship Saturday in girls' basketball. That was back when University was a AA school. And as you can imagine, the celebration was a little bit wild. We have this clip to show you now. That was a scene from inside the university locker room shortly after that win tonight. And joining us now on the program is head coach David Price, along with junior Ashton Boggs as the Hawks are headed to state championship and to championship Saturday. And they are at the Charleston Coliseum Convention Center joining us now. Uh, Coach Price first. Wow, what a game, what a run it's been, and one more day to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been really exciting. Um, this game, a little more exciting than I would have liked. Uh, a game where kind of you got out to an early lead, and then every time they made a run, you had an answer. It was like you stayed one step ahead tonight. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Over on that bench, I don't know if I felt that way, but I am sure glad we did. we did answer the call. And Ashton getting to not only get to the state tournament, 15 rebounds tonight in this semifinal game against the Greenbrier East team that, you know, winning the rebounding battle was important for your team tonight. You did that. Uh, Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, going to war, so to speak, around the glass. Um, Greenbrier East did such a great job defensively. They had a man on me constantly, which is pretty smart. But when I realized that I didn't have the opportunity to score that much, I went to my second best thing, and that's rebounding. And doing that, it just helped my team tremendously, and I was able to get up the court to my open players. You average almost 16 points a game. You did not make a field goal tonight. 
everybody always says a negative, right? But you did make six free yeah. throws, 15 rebounds, uh, three assists. Uh, just tell me a little bit about knowing that, you know, hey, it wasn't your night shooting the ball tonight. You, you, you mentioned that, too. They had a good defensive game plan. Uh, but, but knowing that you can help your team still get the win. I'm not disappointed in myself for not making a free throw. I thought my team stepped up more than I could have asked for for tonight. And, yeah, I didn't make all my free throws like I typically do, but it didn't bring my confidence down one bit. And I knew that I wasn't doing the one job I needed to, so you need to get to the rim. And my the assistant coach told me at halftime, they were like, you're going to make money if you stay down there and keep getting these rebounds. So that's what I did, and it – Turned out pretty good. Coach, defense wins games at this time of the year. And uh, some stats that just really impressed me. You had 17 steals tonight. You held Greenbrier East to 29% uh, shooting on the contest. And you, you did a number on them on the defensive board, 31 defensive rebounds. I mean, honestly, uh when we play that zone and stuff, we have to expect to do that. I mean, that, that's that got to be an advantage to us. And um, I felt like we located shooters very well in that. Um, when I felt like that they did make a little run in that, we changed up and then ended up going back to it. And and the girls really just, they just performed well with each other. They worked with each other and got out there and got the job done. How did it feel when that final horn went off? <laughs> Relief. Relief. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, uh, awesome. It was, it, it was a tight game. It was a very good game. You guys come out and get the win. And now, I mean, university, when it comes to girls' basketball, yeah, they've been to state tournaments. It's been a while. It's been uh, about 10 years since being to a state tournament. Haven't been to a title game, though, in 40 years. I wasn't alive then. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. I was. Uh, tell me how this feels, though, for uh, for that program and for the uh, you know the parents and the families and those who follow university high school sports. I mean, you, we all know how big that could be, especially all those years like that for uh, for the kids. Um, I think Ashton's alluding to something right there. You know, for the kids, it's just their four year um, opportunity, and this group came together, gelled together, played together, and they've made a great opportunity. Now, if we can just finish it with one more game. Coach David Price of University, Ashton Boggs Jr. joining us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tomorrow you get reigning state champion Parkersburg. Tell me a little bit about what you know about the Big Reds. Well, I mean, I've I've looked at them, and I feel like we just need to control the basketball. We need to make that press obsolete. And when it becomes a half-court game, I think we're we're pretty good. Um, So that will play into our hands. if we throw the ball around and lose it, then it'll play into their hands because that's how they regenerate their offense. So that's the game at hand. And Ashton, uh, being there, you know, kind of uh, kind of a whirlwind in a way, isn't it, when it comes to uh, yeah. these games? Yeah. Uh, it kind of it's a slow build, but while you're there, it goes really quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. And, it does. And uh, certainly a spectacular run makes for a spectacular championship game tomorrow night. Ashton Boggs, junior uh, player and Coach David Price of the University Hawks going to the AAA championship game tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on your win tonight. Best wishes tomorrow. Thank you so much.
All right, and a big thanks to the. I'll tell you, Bill, was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, get some rest because <laughs> I mean, but uh, I mean, they did a job there at the end of the game, obviously, because they did not score a field goal in the last four minutes plus. So obviously, uh, Coach Jim Justice and his team sent them to the line constantly, and they made just enough to get a six-point win. Wow, just uh, just an unbelievable. You know that that's that to not have, it's hard to win at Charleston. Don't get me wrong on yeah. this. They haven't been there for ten years. No. None of these kids have been there, and they're going to championship Saturday, right out of the gate. That's that's impressive. But, but having to face a real juggernaut in, in in that program with Parkersburg. Let's go right back to the phones as we are starting to run short. Believe it or not, on time on the program, Dave Morrison of SuperDaveSports.com. Yeah. His music is on. <laughs> there he is. Dave, welcome back to the program. Hey, guys. How are you doing this evening? Doing great. So sorry I did not get to speak to you the last two days. I did see you on Press Row, but sometimes it's hard to get around in the Civic Center. Even when even when there's space, it's hard to get around in the Civic Center. Right, Go see him. It definitely him. is, but... I'll be there tomorrow, too, so <laughs> one more shot. And then, of course, next week, too. Hey, uh, yeah, Region 3 girls, uh, we talked about that throughout the course of the year, Wyoming East into the A state championship game. Fantastic defensive game from the Warriors today. I think a lot of people may look at that game and go, oh, well, their offense wasn't that good. Their offense has to be better. Their defense was elite this morning. Well, if their defense, if they continue to play defense like that, I think they will win the state championship. Of course, Fairmont uh, is you know, the number one team in the state, so um, it should be a great game. But if you look at what the Miami East girls have done the first two um, games in the state tournament, I think they're holding teams to below 25% or 26% shooting. I think it's 25.9. They've they limited their two opponents to 12 two-point field goals, 10 three-pointers. Of course, you know, 10 three-pointers is good for the opposition, but they're only shooting 22%. Big reason for that is the girl you had on earlier, Emily Saunders, such a presence in the post. Teams are almost afraid to go in to the paint against against her and attack the rim, so they're having to settle for three-point shots. I was going to say, Dave, a lot of times you look at someone, uh, Emily Saunders, six foot five. you have to make a defensive game plan around her. You have to make an offensive game plan around her. Well, you really, yeah, if you, you want to, if you if you're talking about attacking the other team attacking her, yeah, I mean she and we've seen it all year. She just takes up about the whole paint. You get a couple shots blocked. You think twice about going in there. It's the best way to beat Wyoming East, you would think threes, two, uh, maybe mid range jumpers. But their guards are so active. Scholar Davidson and Jazz Blankenship on defense as well. Emily Saunders pushes people back out. They can push those. Shooters back, you know, and, and like I said, the three point shot, not really a high percentage shot. And you know, everything that Miami does, and they're so successful, I think, is because of that defense. And that is led by Emily Saunders, basically taking away the paint from the opponents. I think uh, six times in the state tournament, they've held teams to single digits in a quarter. And I think it was like 50, running right at 50%. Uh, for the entire season, holding teams to single digits in a quarter. Think about that. That's really impressive. Yeah, and those guards can fly around because there, there's some forgiveness 
behind them. Yeah. Uh, exactly. When you got that behind you, you're right. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, I got to tell you, it would be fun to be a guard there right now with uh, the opportunities that you can create and you can take chances. And you don't have to worry about it if you if you miss on that in that regard. Now we're, we're short on time, so I hate to, to shorten this, but uh, boys, we talked about Region Three, how good it was and how good it is, and uh, Bluefield gets out of there. And Oak Hill gets out of there. Not necessarily a surprise. I got to tell you, I don't know if I'd been surprised no matter what the combination was. I think any combination of the four, you're exactly right. I think even Wyoming East or Shady getting in, nobody would have been surprised. But Oak Hill able to get there for the first time since their uh, back-to-back championships in eleven or ten and eleven, rather. And uh, Andrew Work, Derek McDowell, those guys have done a great job this year. They're able to get out. Of you know, very tough section, and because they would have to go against, they did have to go against Nemesis Wyoming. He's able to get that win, stay out of Brushport, and of course, at Brushport, very tough for Wyoming East to give the hunt. But again, they played very well. It was twenty four twenty four at the half, so it, it, that one too could have gone either way. And interestingly, we probably would have seen Oak Hill and Bluefield had Bogan not been upset by Poga. If you look at the way the brackets fell, and I know uh, Coach Bennett was talking earlier about playing Oak Hill, and those two are kind of familiar. Also, Greenbrier West and Singlewick, first state tournament appearance since they won the state championship in 1992. Very good storyline there. Dave Morrison, Super Dave Sports, you hung in there with us today, and I didn't get to give you the time you deserved. But thanks so much for all you have done for us this season. I want to. I hope we, we we will make more time for you next week. I promise. Hey, it's anytime, guys. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Hey, thanks so much. That's Dave Morrison of SuperDaveSports.com. We have to step aside to take our final break. We'll come back with cause time, and we'll try to think of a poll question. That's all in basketball. And, and I will ask my one question of Bo Anderson tonight. <laughs> when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores, schedules, and brackets online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special tonight, uh, special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, including WHJC in Matewan. We're also on WKQV in Cowan, and you can hear us in Braxton County on 106.9 FM on WKQV also. We're on WQWE and Fisher. 1600 AM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM WVLY Moundsville. We're also on Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley. You can hear us on Nights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM 106.5 FM WHFI. 106 WHFI Linside 106.7 FM 95 The Sports Fox WBS in Charleston 950 AM We're on the Voice of the Coalfields 101.9 FM 1290 AM WVOW in Logan Light Rock 93R WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM The Ticket 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton We're also on the Greatest Oldies of All Time 98.5 FM 101.5 FM WQACLP Edmund Beckley. We're on 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay. 104.5 FM, WASBLP Huntington. 101.1 FM, WVWPLP Wayne. 
90.7 FM WFGA Ford Gay and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge. 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers in the Huntington, Ashland, Ironton area can find us on Armstrong Digital Channel 204 and we're on Comcast Channel 25. school basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 11 47 on this basketball friday night in west virginia we're running short on time for everything so let's go right back to the charleston civic center <laughs> still messing it up charleston coliseum and convention center marcus constantino joins us now marcus i don't know the name of the building anymore (laughs) hey that's all right ryan we've been fumbling it all day here as well uh we'll go to last week's poll question first is 9 30 a.m too early for state tournament games uh 66 percent of uh voters at basketballnight.com said yes it's too early while 34 percent of voters said no now this week's question should all three championship games be played in one session or should they continue to be uh, played in separate sessions as they are now? You can go to basketballnight.com and cast your vote. You've got until 11.45 p.m. next week. Thanks so much, Marcus, and thanks to Joe Linville and all you guys have been doing uh, fantastic work there. There's Joe uh, at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Of course, I said that look up, and he's not on screen. But uh, also want to give a quick shout-out to our buddy Jordan Mounts, who's still recovering. Uh, Jordan doing okay. It's been a it's been a process for him, but uh, uh, you know our our uh, our staff's been kind of the walking wounded a little bit recently, and unfortunately he's been laid up as well. But um, continuing to improve. Our thoughts and prayers continue to be with Jordan, uh, a, a very very good contributor to this program. Real quick, I want to set the AAA field because I never did that. Believe it or not, AAA boys basketball field. For the state tournament, number one is Martinsburg undefeated. Sounds familiar, right? 25-0, just not in basketball, but they are undefeated. Uh, they are the number one seed. They will take on number eight, Parkersburg South. At 8-16, and 16, the Patriots went to Spring Valley and won in regional play. So Parkersburg South and Martinsburg will play Wednesday at 7-15. And the number two seed is University. Here's where it gets interesting. Number two, University, 21-4 sectional runner-up but the number two seed will take on number seven seed Musselman the 15 and nine Appleman making it back to the state tournament it will be University and Musselman Wednesday at 11 15 number three is George Washington also a sectional runner-up taking on number six Cabell Midland the Knights are 18 and seven George Washington is 20 and five so it will be number three, GW, number six, Cavill Midland, MSAC battle, 7-15, Thursday night. And the 4-5 matchup, number four is Capital at 20-5. and five. Number five is Morgantown at 16-9. and nine. Those two teams are both sectional champions. The two teams ahead of them were the sectional runners up to them. It's just how the seeding fell out this year. Morgantown and Capital will play at 7-15 Thursday, or excuse me, 11-15 Thursday morning, so Capital Morgantown in, in that state tournament. Um, 
do want to quickly, and this this is going to be fast because I got to still get back to Joe and still got to get to college time. I want to mention a couple of the just standout efforts throughout the course of the girls' state tournament that maybe we wouldn't otherwise talk about just to take a minute to do it. I do mean a minute. Madison Slash for Huntington in the loss to Greenbrier East had 11 offensive rebounds and 16 rebounds total for that game. Fantastic performance from her. Parkersburg had two girls with double-doubles in the win over Hampshire. That's a rarity. Uh, Aaliyah Kreitz, 11 points, 11 rebounds. Maddie Mace, 13 points, 11 rebounds. She always seems to play well in Charleston. 14 rebounds for Lachey Watts in South Charleston's win over Wheeling Park. They had a 10-2 lead after one quarter of that one. Uh, That was back on Thursday. Outstanding performance uh, from the Black Eagles in that one. Uh, also, Martinsburg lost University in the opening round, but just getting there and knowing what they went through to do that. And, oh, by the way, Ashton Boggs had 18 rebounds in that quarterfinal game to go with 19 points uh, back on um, – that was uh, yesterday. Uh, also, so, you know, big performances there. 14 rebounds from Aaliyah Kreitz in Parkersburg's win over South Charleston today. 14 rebounds for Lachey Watts again. You're getting a theme there, right? Yeah. Those girls getting a lot of rebounds. <laughs> Haley Wallace of Wayne had 11 offensive rebounds in the win over Sissonville. She is five foot four. Yeah. Uh, Lake and Atkins had 15 points and 15 rebounds in that win. Uh, so you get the point there of just some of the outstanding performances. And oh, by the way, Maddie Winters of Magnolia, 45 points in the loss to Trinity. In the tournament opener Wednesday morning, Reagan Sharp, 40 points in the win uh, for the Warriors in that game. So there have been some outstanding performances throughout the course of the Girls' State Tournament. Let's, uh, you know what, this is, the the timing is funny. I was going to get a quick rap from Joe, and Joe took his headset off right then. The timing is beautiful. There he is. Marcus is pointing at him. I guarantee it. Joe Linville back at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Uh, Joe, let's you know we've got we still got cause time so we need to abbreviate this but let's let's put a bow on semifinal friday of the girls state tournament i'll tell you what it what amazes me is some of the talent we've seen uh and we've talked to some of those young ladies this evening uh i think the probably one of the most impressive uh was uh marley uh i'll, I'll bugger this up washing it's uh with some Madison connections, as you know, we mm-hmm. talked to her when she was our standout athlete, uh, athlete of the week. But as a freshman, uh, she didn't have a great game tonight. She got into foul trouble early and sat on the bench a lot. But uh, yesterday, I'm telling you what, that young lady was all over the floor. She had a double double and uh, led their team to the victory to you know to play today, and then they move on tomorrow. But uh, I tell you what, it just amazed me the talent uh, that's been out here this week on the floor. Abby Beeman, a 2,000 career uh, point scorer. Her career comes to an end at Frankfurt, but what a career it was. And sometimes you, we put a microscope on these state tournament games and you don't see the big picture. And you, you see the tears from the, the girls at the end of these games. And I can tell you right now, those tears aren't because of the loss. The tears are because the journey's over. That's what it boils down to. There's no next game. And a lot of emotions go with that, a lot of great performances. Never think that just because you're seeing, you know, things in a fishbowl, a lot of these teams, quite frankly, have made each other look bad this week. I mean, there have been games where both teams didn't look very good. But I think it's because they are good enough that kind of there's no variance there 
Uh, they, they, they do things to make each other look bad sometimes, and I think that's because they're both very good. Just my thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, they're here at the big dance. I mean, this is the biggest uh, platform that most of these girls will ever play in. Uh, they know the state of West Virginia is watching them. And uh, the, I, sometimes they try so hard, they may try a little bit too hard. But uh, but anyway, it uh, and like you said, behind the scenes and the and the press conferences, the locker rooms, I mean, it's, it's un, unreal how much these girls and the coaches care for their players and, and, and so forth. And then just – the emotion that goes on here behind the scenes uh, after a game. Joe, thanks so much for all of your work tonight, this week, and all season. And, hey, one more week to go, right? Hey, we'll go home, get a little rest, and uh, all starts all over again next Wednesday. And you won't have to shovel the driveway this morning. I hope not. (laughs) This morning, tomorrow morning, it's almost midnight. It's almost morning. Hey, thanks so much, Joe. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. All right, cause time. Man, I am so sorry I did this to him again. Yeah, another one bites the dust. Basically, that's the time. We've got three and a half minutes as we bring in our good buddy Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Rick! Yeah, you guys are letting me bite the dust. (laughs) Right? Okay, thanks for joining us, Rick. Good night. Got a moose, got a moose. Will we do the fandango? Oh, that's a long Queen song. Uh, hey, there you go. Hey, Bohemian Rhapsody did very well in the uh, in the Oscars. In the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's your entertainment for the night. All right, uh, Rick. Girls basketball tournament uh, moving forward. The boys basketball tournament is set. Uh, I think this is the best week right now in high school basketball because you've got the boys and girls that have played in big games throughout the course of this week and. Uh, wow, can't believe we're almost to the finish line. What I was just thinking about as I was sitting on hold, it's like, you know, there's so much anticipation for the tournaments, and, and actually, you go back in time for the season, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, it's over. It's just like, kind of ends like that. And, you know, if it, if it could go on forever, you know, but of course, we've got different seasons and different sports, but it's just, I don't know. It's 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 a weird kind of thing where you know there's so much buildup, and then all of a sudden, bang, you know, your season's over. Uh-huh. You've been knocked out of, of the tournament, uh, or you win a championship because it's last day or night. And, and it's on to other things. You're right, exactly. Hey, softball season's getting underway, too. And uh, and baseball season, I mean, we're talking a couple of days away. Of course, with the snow that we had today and this morning throughout much of West Virginia, I don't think many people are necessarily got that front of mind at the moment. Uh, but, but Rick, uh, you know, next week, Martinsburg goes for history. A lot of storylines next week. <laughs> I talked to a three of the uh, football players slash basketball players about that subject. And, you know, they're just like, hey, we, we just want to come down, you know, play hard. We want to get back and avenge the loss that we had in the championship game last year. And I think that in, in many ways, it probably was a little surprising that Martinsburg got to the championship game last year. They played well at the right time. But... I think this year, you know, anything less than a championship would be would be greatly disappointing to to that team. And and, and I think for obvious reasons, when you go twenty five and zero and you have a chance to go twenty eight and zero, make history. Anything less 
then that is not going to be satisfying. Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal, always a pleasure, and I uh, look forward to next week. Hey, maybe we'll see each other in person. Hey, you just <laughs> never know, right? Or maybe I'll, I'll unfortunately do to you what I did to Dave Morrison and just see you and just not say anything. I feel bad about that. It just <laughs> happened, but nonetheless. Rick, always a pleasure. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Girls State Championship Games tomorrow in Class AAA. Tomorrow night, Parkersburg takes on University. In Class AA, it's number one, Fairmont Senior, number two, Wyoming East. And in Class Single A, number one, St. Joe, takes on number two, Parkersburg Catholic. Wow, we can finally breathe here in just a moment. <laughs> Great job by everyone in the back, everyone involved with this program. Great interviews tonight. We'll be back next week. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.